The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a second. I missed was I, I, I missed a bit of the news. Can we get the audio from the news of the lad from ISIS? Can we do the, the bit? Of, he said, oh, I didn't kill anybody and I hope I didn't oppress anybody. I had a Kalashnikov and a uniform. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Now, I don't want to go all, um, you know, gunty on you, you or, or Nick Ferrari, and, you know, we're going to hang them. No, we're going to hang. I don't want to do all that, but did he? I missed it, because I was setting up. Can we, have you got it? Let's, tell me when you've got it. Because I thought I heard a lad who'd been over to fight with ISIS um, and then came back. And this is what I heard in my head. I heard a lad who'd been over to fight with ISIS and then came back, and he, I thought he said, I didn't kill anybody. I hope I didn't oppress anybody. Oh, yeah, I had a Kalashnikov and a uniform. That's what I heard, but I, maybe I misheard it. Let's have a listen. I didn't kill anyone. I, I, I hope I didn't uh, oppress anyone. I mean, I mean, I did have a Kalashnikov and a military uniform, but I didn't... I didn't hit anyone, I didn't oh. oppress anyone. Oh, we <laughs> did. Uh, now, okay, can you speak to the news person and find out what the story was? Because, is he out there? Can we get him in? Because I want, just one of the Simon, I'm going to come to you in a minute. Because maybe I've misunderstood the story. Maybe he was an actor. We've, there's lots of talk about Hollywood and Weinstein and, and Kevin Spacey. Maybe he was acting in a movie. Maybe that's what the story was. Maybe he was just acting in a movie. Can we find out what that story was? Let's hear that guy again, please. This is brilliant. Let's hear it again, please, Sam. Let's hear it. Anyone? I, I, I hope I didn't uh, oppress anyone. What? I mean, I mean, I did have a Kalashnikov <laughs> in military uniform, but I didn't... I didn't hit anyone, I didn't oppress anyone. Yeah, because I find that when you've got uh, Kalashnikovs and military uniforms, um, quite often that's quite, I don't know, oppressive. I don't know. I just I just think it's, it's the Kalashnikov, the military uniform, that's quite an oppressive look. Have we got the, the, the bit, the story going in? I let, let's listen to it in context. A former British member of Islamic State says he's desperate to come home to Buckinghamshire and insists he's not a terrorist. Shabazz Suleiman from High Wycombe has told Sky News he spent his time in Raqqa riding his bicycle and playing PlayStation games. <laughs> oh! Oh, God! What's his, sorry, I'm sorry. Play it one more time. I want to get the lad's name. He's from High Wycombe. I know it very... A former British member of Islamic State says he's desperate yep. to come home to Buckinghamshire and insists he's not a terrorist. Yep. Shabazz Suleiman from High Wycombe has told Sky News he spent his Shabazz time Suleiman. in Raqqa. All right, let's... Right. Uh, let's Kath, see if you can find him. He'll be on Facebook. He'll be on Facebook and Instagram because when he was over there as a member of ISIS, he spent his whole time riding on his bike... And playing PlayStation. He's still over there, is he? Oh, what a pity. He wants to come back to High Wycombe. God, it must be bad over there if he wants to return to High Wycombe, of all places. Jeez. I was in High Wycombe um, recently. I took the boys to see the Spice Girls tribute band in High Wycombe, and it kicked off there! See if you can find him, though. Because he, he'll be on Facebook. Shabazz Suleiman who went to join ISIS and spent all of his time riding a bicycle and playing PlayStation. 
whilst wearing a military uniform and carrying a Kalashnikov. <laughs> oh, I love it! Oh, let him come back. I tell you what, if he comes back, LBC will probably give him a radio show. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio, with time to change. It's going to be one of those shows tonight. <laughs> Tonight's show is uh, dedicated to Shabazz Suleiman, formerly of High Wycombe, now of ISIS. Yeah, let him come back. Let's get Shabazz back. And if, let's get Shabazz back, right? Uh, and if and if he's all right, if he don't kill no one for six months, if he's just playing PlayStation and riding his bike for six months, we'll let the rest of them come back. Does that sound like a fair deal? I think that sounds like a fair deal. It's going to be one of those shows tonight. Um, there's a brilliant shop. We've had this guy on before. There's a brilliant shop um, in Wood Green, which is in North London. Um, called Big Green Bookshop. I did a show there uh, a couple of months ago. I did an incredibly, deliciously pretentious art piece called Lights Out. Yeah, if, you, if you're trying to find them, Kat says there are a few Shabazz Suleimans on Facebook, he will have in his hand either a BMX, a PlayStation controller, or a Kalashnikov. It'll be one of those three things that you're looking for in his picture. Hobbies, um, games, um, bike stunts... And, um, not shooting or oppressing people. Certainly not oppressing. My hobby's not... I'm not a, I'm not a, an oppressor. Big Green Bookshop is brilliant. And you, you may remember that name, even if you didn't come to the show, because, um, he was... Well, I don't want to say that Simon was trolling Piers Morgan, because, um... I don't think you can you control um, someone as as low down the food chain as Piers Morgan, um, but it's a really cool bookshop, and I'm a big fan of bookshops. And I, 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 we need more of them. We need more bookshops. We need more libraries. And if you've got kids, I mean, even if you don't go, even if you don't buy stuff in bookshops, right? Bookshops are fun places to wander around in and get lost, particularly if you've got kids. And, I, well, you know, I'm in a fortunate position. If I'm in a bookshop with my kids and they say, see a book that they really, really like, nine times out of ten, I, I can, I, I'll buy it because I can afford to do it. But even if you can't afford to do it, going into bookshops, being surrounded by knowledge and words and information and pictures and countries and, and surrounded by everything, they're wonderful, wonderful places. Um, anyway, Simon's written a book, and, um, it would be, uh, rude of us not to allow Simon Key to come on and plug his book. Good evening, Simon. Hello, Ian, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, are you into, um, oppressing people at all? I, I haven't killed anyone. Okay. And I don't think I've ever oppressed anyone, no. <laughs> Do you have a military uniform and a Kalashnikov? Um... No. It's what everybody's wearing this year, Simon. I know you're an old lefty, but come on, man. <laughs> it's a good look. Um, we love your bookshop. How's the Big Green Bookshop going? It's, it's going all right, man, at the moment. It's uh, really, you know, it's been quite exciting in the last two or three months. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we're selling a few books. But people, because it's, it's such a nice bookshop, it's lovely, but I did notice it was, um, it was, it was kind of off the main <laughs> thorough, no, <laughs> shabby, <laughs> it's off, it's off the main thoroughfare of, of Wood yeah. Green, so, uh, but people come and find you, do they? Well, yeah, when we first were looking for, sort of, sites to open the shop, we were, we looked on the high road, and we looked at the rent, and it was like, the, 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 the shop, if, if you want to get a shop that size, 
it's gonna, it was costing about, this is about 10 years ago, it's about £60,000 a year rent, which is insane! Gross. And so, and so, um, we found this place, and, um, the rent is, was 14,000, one four, four thousand, fourteen thousand. We thought, well, you know, that's better. That's a bit better. And so we thought that if we, you know, if we were noisy enough, then people would find us and we would save 46, yeah. 50, or 36,000 pounds a year, or whatever it is. Yeah. That's a huge, and um, that's a huge massive, difference, isn't it? Just to be around the corner. It's just, yeah, it's only 50 yards off the high road, but, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. t- I'm tapping away because what I'm doing is I'm I'm just tweeting that I've got you on. I'm going to tweet the excellent. Now, what is Moose Elaine's oh. Twitter? He's got a funny. It, it is me. It is Moose Elaine. Well, why is it not coming up when I type it? Oh. Anyway, the reason is because um, uh, 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 you've written a book and it's a very funny book. And uh, we chatted <laughs> about it when I was in there, and then we were delighted yeah. to find a copy. Well, a copy arrived a couple of weeks ago, Simon. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I, and I saw it briefly, but since then it's been living in <laughs> Catherine's house. So, oh, um, good. <laughs> so is, is, do you want another one? Is that what you? No, saying? I don't know. Listen, if I get another one, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put money in your pocket for it. It's called All We're right. We're Asleep, Dad. Um, tell us about it. What? Because I like I, I like where this came from. Okay, so um, it kind of started. My my girlfriend about a year and a half ago decided that she wanted to become a personal trainer. This is a very long story. I'll try and make it short. Yeah. And so um, she, uh, we, I said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do let's go for it. And so she went on this sort. of this, this two-week course to get a certificate so that she could go to a, to go onto a one-year course to become a personal trainer, and so it happened. And so um, she was really busy, and she did lots of evenings. And I looked after the kids a lot in the evenings, yes. and you know, put them to sleep. And I started tweeting. I, I like tweets. I like Twitter. I love it. You and, do love um, it. So you I do. Said, you do it in a very. I hate it, as you know, but you do it in a very yeah. imaginative and a very uh, funny way. That I mean, the the, uh, the the trolling of of um, uh, Piers Morgan <laughs> was 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 so delightful, and it was. And what I didn't know, going off on a tangent, first tangent already of our conversation, mm, Simon. Yeah. But uh, you you then went on GMTV with him. Yeah. A bit later yeah. on. And I bet well, he was a nice. Weird. I bet he was a nice bloke, wouldn't he? He, he he appeared to be nice. Yeah, yes. they always do. Yeah, they always yeah. do these fascists. So uh, yeah, that was um, that was me um, tweeting Piers Morgan that the whole of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I was um, I, I started tweeting about my kids and saying, "Oh, my kids are asleep," and of course they're not asleep. So I just made up some stories about why they weren't asleep. So, for example, yeah. My kids are asleep. I know this because I saw them just now, and they told me they were sleepwalking. Beautiful. And, Beautiful. You know, my kids are asleep. I, I you know, uh, I, I've just uh, crept into their bedroom, and they said, "Shh, Dad, we're asleep." Oh, yeah, things like that. Beautiful. So just little things like that, and I, you know, and I just thought it was funny, and, and people started liking it and getting we got retweets and likes yeah. and stuff like that, and um, it sort of built a bit of momentum, and I, and I just carried on doing it, and then one Saturday, I got an email from a publisher, the lovely, lovely head of Juice, very, very lovely publisher, yeah. <laughs> I had to say that, and they said, we think your book would make a really good Christmas gift book, and I thought, well... Great, okay then. So, um, I, I said, I went for a meeting with them and, and they were, you know. So hang on, you had no intention of doing this as a book. You were just no. sending out funny tweets because you were bored. And a, uh, and, yeah. a, and a publisher 
got in touch and said that you should, we, 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 we'll make that into a book if you want. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. nuts? That doesn't happen in real, that does not I happen know. in real life. I, look, listen, listen, we've got a writer's group that meets in our shop. Yeah. And there's they, just a group of about 20 people who meet and they're sort of, they're sort of serious, they're desperate writers, <laughs> they're wonderful, they're brilliant, and they want to get published. And... When I told them about this, they, I, I was, I'm surprised I wasn't lynched, really. They were just, <laughs> that's all, how, how can this happen? <laughs> it should have been me! <laughs> well, how can you learn, how can, yeah, so anyway. Wow. It was, uh, it was fun. And then and how so, did yeah. you hook up, because Mussolini, I'm, I, I, oh. I, I'm, I'm vaguely aware yeah. of him, because every now and then, some, one of the, the, the few people I'm following, because I, I, I don't follow many, yeah. will yeah. retweet, it's normally Kathy Burke or sometimes Scott will retweet, uh, one of his his tweets, and he's yeah. obviously a very funny, very clever, uh, very artistic person. How did you kind of hook up with him? He's well, done the, the illustrations, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've followed him for years on Twitter because he is, you know, he's a positive thing on it's a positive yeah. force on Twitter. I mean, that's what I like. That's what I like about Twitter. I like the positiveness of it, positivity of it. Sorry. That's better. You're um, an so author uh, now. Get the words right, oh, please, Simon. Oh, 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 oh dear, dear. Um, so um, the publishers before we went, for, I went from a press meeting. They said to me, "Look, we've got some in-house illustrators, but if there's anyone you're interested in in sort of collaborating with, yeah. um, let us know." So I, I sent a message to me and said, look, um, I've got this book thing, and would you be interested in doing the illustrations for it? And he replied to saying, look, hey, Simon, um, I don't usually do collaborations, but it sounds like lots of fun. So, uh, yeah, you can throw throw my my name into the ring. And so when I went to the meeting, I I told about Moose, and and they looked at his work, and they saw it, it was great, and... It, and, it, and it and it works. It, and his his illustrations just so. Brilliant. Oh, it looks stunning. I, 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 I honestly, I've seen I've seen the book for about thirty seconds before it was put in Cat's bag. <laughs> with her. I'll be having that. Um, but I did get to, I did I did flick through it, and it does it it looks it looks stunning. It's very funny. It's very charming. Um, it is. It's a. It's a delightful book, man. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it, it's weird because. Um, I've got a, you know, I've got a physical copy in my hand right now. Yeah. Um, I, the publisher sent me a copy two or three weeks ago, and I haven't left my site since now. Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird. I still, don't you know? I'm, I'm a bookseller. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an author in my head. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's so weird. You know, I'm going to see this book in Waterstones. <gasps> you don't have to buy it from there. You can buy it from the Green Bookshop, obviously. But you know, I'm going to see it in W. H. Smith. And, you know, and. And people are buying it, and apparently Australia have bought the rights, and they're oh. going to be selling. They're going to be they're going to be publishing it for us for Father's Day next year. Oh, mate! September. It's like it's really weird. It's just it's a really strange thing, and I'm just so happy. I'm so grateful for the publishers, and I'm so yeah. grateful to Moose for the doing the illustrations. It just it's so it's so surreal. I still can't believe it's happening. Well, let's let's continue this, um, um, lovey loving. Um, I nearly, I nearly said lefty loving, but then in, in my head I was forming the words lezzy loving. Honestly, oh. and, uh, that's where I was going, and, I, and that's why I, okay. I, 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 there was a pause there because I realised I was about to say something sexually inappropriate. In fact, I've said it. I've said it now, which was stupid yeah. of me. I could have got away with it, uh, but that was what was that was what was forming in my head, Simon. And I, God oh. damn it, I'm, I'm nothing if I'm not honest. Um, but yeah. it's nice to see one of the good guys winning. So well done. Thanks, thanks, Ian. I'm gonna t- now listen. I'm gonna tweet at Big Green yeah. Books if you wanna you, you wanna follow follow Simon. Um, uh, d- d- give us the web. Is th- there's a website f- for your shop, isn't there? So people can buy. Can they buy your book from your shop? 
Funnily enough, they can. That would be weird yeah. if they couldn't, man. That would be weird. Yeah. So if they want to order it from you, uh, but they can't come to Wood Green for legal reasons, how do they do it? They just Google or whatever, you know, search engine they use, Big Green Bookshop. Yeah. And we're the first thing that comes up. And um, they search for the word we're asleep dead or asleep or it, it, it will come up and they can buy it. Now, uh, and I'm... Halfway through composing a tweet, and I realise what I normally yeah. do with authors is I tweet yeah. the link to Amazon. But is that? I mean, is that bad? Oh, oh. well, I've, I've just I, yeah, because I've right. done one. Tw- I haven't done a tweet this for a few hours, and I did one tweet about an hour ago. Yeah, and I, my tweet was: "It's Halloween tomorrow. Why not scare Amazon by not buying anything from them all day?" Oh, you have, you, oh, you shot yourself in the foot there, mate. Right. Well, now they can just buy... <laughs> right, I, I'm going to tweet... Uh, there we go. I'm, I'm, I've, tweeted, I've, I've, I've done the tweet, and I think you'd be pleased with that. I've tweeted biggreenbookshop.com. There we go. How's about that? You're uh, Listen, man, I wish you the very, very best of luck for it. If, any, if, you're, think, if you're at home and you think... And honestly, this will be a great present for, for, for a, a mum or a dad or grandparents. Well, everybody. Everybody. Well... <laughs> No, no it will be, it, honestly, it's, it's such a Look. cracking little read, and it's, uh, it's, I wish yeah. you the very best of luck with it, Simon. Don't forget us when you're rich and famous, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice one, man. Take care. See you later. Bye, and you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I genuinely mean it. It's lovely that one of the good guys is winning. One of the good guys is winning. I want Shabazz Suleiman to write a, write a children's book. That's what I want. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Tonight we celebrate the magic of Shabazz Suleiman. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. And do you know what, guys? Do you know what? Having a mate in your corner really can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. And you know, we, um, we've been doing this Time to Change stuff for, for a few weeks. I think this week is the last week that we're working with them for now. Fingers crossed we get some more, because I, I love it. Um, but on Thursday, can I say who our guest is for Thursday, can I say? Thursday's guest with, with, with Time to Change. We've got Matt Haig. Matt Haig coming on. Who I love Matt Haig. Um... Just, you know, what a lovely bloke. And he's going to come on and talk to us. So that should be a good listen. Um, John has uh, emailed in. Hi, this is an appeal. Last week I was arrested. I have an AK-47, a small moustache and a side parting. But, you know, I'm not looking for trouble. Please help. Um, (laughs) Shabazz Suleiman. I mean... (laughs) But, you know... You know the way, you know that ISIS behead people and set fire to people in cages. You know you know that, right? So sure I am I don't you know we don't normally tread this path, but there has been a story that all of these pe- people that joined ISIS are coming back now because ISIS is kind of stuff and do we there's like I think there's 400 I think is a figure I heard. Um and even liberal lefty peace and loving me is thinking yeah, we can't let them back, can we? <laughs> they were in ISIS. We can't... We can't let them back. If... That, I mean, okay, yeah, right, sure. I'm sure most of them spent most of their time playing PlayStation and riding bikes. I bet they, um... 
use cheat codes on PlayStation. That's what ISIS would do. I never use cheat codes. I bet they use cheat codes. Um, and yeah, okay, so they had military uniforms and, and, um, Kalashnikovs. But, 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 but. <laughs> we can't, I don't, I don't, I find that so confusing, because I don't know what we're meant to do with them. We can't. I mean, we've got to let them in, because of international law. You're not allowed to make someone, um, stateless, which is strange, a strange old thing. But they were, they were in ISIS, weren't they? They, if, if you were in ISIS, right, doesn't matter if you didn't kill anybody, but if you were actually a member of ISIS and then you've come back home, I, d- I, 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 I don't feel that that's a good idea. It doesn't sound like a good idea, does it? And you know me. Oh, I go and I'm out there hugging trees, you know, morning, noon and night. I want everybody to come and live here, but people that are in ISIS... That's a little bit Jeff to me. Feels a bit Jeff, doesn't it? Bringing it, I'm bringing that back in, you see? Left three months gap, then I'm just dropping it in subtly. Next time I'm on telly, 2019, going to be dropping that in. That's a bit Jeff, isn't it? Uh, let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm a little bit Jeff tonight, Mark. I'm, I'm worried. Every time I call up, you, I feel like I upset you and I, I get on the wrong side of you and I don't mean to. No, you just talk bollocks and I, I dismantle it piece by piece, that's all. Yeah, well, I, I don't mean to. I'm just... You, you've got an education. I haven't. I th- I've been thinking about you over the weekend. Oh. I think you're a spoof call. What do you mean, a spoof? I think you're a character. Well, And I'm I think real. you're an excellent character, and I think you play it brilliantly, and I'm sorry to take down the fourth wall. We'll rebuild it again shortly, but yeah. we, will be- we will rebuild it out of glass. Yeah. Um, but I don't... You're not real. What? You think I'm a cartoon or something? No one could be as uh, no one could be as dumb as you are. <laughs> do, do you know I really like you because you've just you've just got that like that British kind of diplomacy thing that we, when we went around the world causing so much trouble, you would have been one of those people, wouldn't you? And no one could take an insult as blatant as that in such good spirits unless they were a crank caller. I've just been very, very rude to you, and you've laughed. Yeah, because because you you don't get the irony that you know, like that guy who's on the news quiz, Jeremy, what's his face, the left wing guy. Oh, hang on, I've got it written down. Shabazz Suleiman. Sorry. Shabazz Suleiman. No, no, Jeremy, what's his face? Oh, on the news quiz. yes, Jeremy Hardy. Yes, I have. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like him. You've, you've got that. You've got that. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of middle class, upper middle class. Upper you middle lost class. the empire. Yes. You don't. You didn't know why you lost the empire. Once upon a time, you would have been out sort of running a, a, like half of Africa or something. Hang on, Jeremy Hardy's a socialist. See, Jeremy Hardy's a socialist. I know, but it's just that British thing that you've got no awareness of the irony that we we take the Mickey out of the Americans and say what? they've got no sense of irony, but it's actually sort of middle class grammar school people that yes. they, they say we're not racist we're not racist you go you built an empire on slavery and, no. and you've got no sense of irony on that you, 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 what, now this is partly why I think you're a spoof and not here's the thing my spoof detector is very very good I'm very rarely am I wrong but with you with you it could go either way yeah. and I've been thinking about you a lot this weekend and I've come down 52% in favour that you're a spoof because partly because of what you just said then you say long sentences yes that that sound so wise and so full of information, but when 
you, you deconstruct the sentence yep. and look at every single word and how each word is connected, you realise yes. there's nothing in it whatsoever. It's just, just, just fluff. I've got a squeaky chair. It sounds like a little child going, Mama! Hey, did you hear, hang on, just be quiet. That was not it. Um, nope. Cannot recreate that sound under laboratory conditions. I apologise. I, I just, I just, I just wanted to just to say that um, yes. when I when I see uh, yesterday Lewis Hamilton has got the two points and he's become the the world champion. Yeah. I just see someone wrapping themselves in the Union Jack, but he doesn't pay tax here, and I I can't understand when when we see how many like someone like me that's been unwell since December. I can't get any help when it comes to depression or mental health issues. I, I might as well just go and shoot myself. And yet, someone that wraps himself in the flag but doesn't pay tax here, and we see the, all the problems we're, we're building up for the next few years where we're going to have this economy built on uh, austerity and tax uh, avoidance. That, yes. Is that normal to, to, to uh, wrap yourself in the, in the flag but you don't even live here and pay taxes here? Um, what, what help can't you get with mental health issues? Oh, just just something that happened to me in December. I got unwell, and then I got went to the doctor, and then got sent to the you know the special doctor and the special doctor. Yeah, you know psychiatrist. Yeah, that's it. How did that go? It went awful because they're they're just they're gits, aren't they? Um, well, I saw a psychiatrist today, and he was delightful. What really? Yeah, mind you, was, I was paying for it. Yeah, well, there we are. You see, so that, that's the difference. If you go if you go private, I I, I know a friend of mine is. He's been ill for 25 years, but he, he, he's got the money to go private, and he's, he's never had a day on his so life. So why was it... I'm interested. Why was, why was the psychiatrist you saw a git? <laughs> because, because it's national health, and that's what, what you get. It's their attitude is, um, it's, you know, uh, this, this is... I'm, I'm educated, and I've spent years getting educated, and you're wasting my time. Yeah, he, he, I can I... Can I... Because I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated by this, Martin. Just going back to the first point you made, you, you, you don't annoy me at all. I, I enjoy our calls, our, our cool, conversations. Cool. So, so don't even worry about that. Cool. Um, but I've noticed a, co- a common thread. Uh, there are two common threads. One is slightly stronger than the other. The slightly weaker of the threads is class. Yes. But the really strong thing that you keep coming back to... I don't think is, about my mum. What? Sorry, no. What? Um, is <laughs> your... Uh, is, is education. And yeah, well, your... No, per- hang on. Your, your perceived lack of education compared to others, the way you perceive they have a superior education. Well, does have because I am I am dumb. everyone has a superior education to you yes they do and that that is really annoying because in my head I think I'm a genius but I'm actually as thick as two short planks you're welcome <laughs> um <laughs> but you're not though well I must be because I I get on the phone and try and please you and you'd be horrible to me if, if we was if we was in a relationship you'd be bullying the, the what's it out of me and I'd, I'd be be taking it and you'd be giving it but why do you want to um why do you want to please me? Because I'm a people pleaser. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think you need to work on your inferiority complex. What, make it, what, make it more inferior? No, no, no. I think you need to turn that frown upside down. I think you need to, um, start realising that a lot of the people, some people are going to be more educated than you and some people will be less educated than you in, in a, in a scholastic, traditional sense of going to school, mm. um, but that's, education isn't go, isn't just going to school, that's like a tiny part of education, education is life, education is films, is books, is travel, is communication, is conversation, is radio, is um, uh, uh, thinking out, working out things in our own head, that's education. 
Yeah, but it, it does make a big difference if you've actually got a conventional, like if you've got a couple of A-levels, so you've been schooled in knowing how to think properly. A-levels you... don't teach you... Uh, here's the thing, because I did terribly in my A-levels. I've All got... Right. Um, I've got an E... I, fa- I, f- I took three A-levels and failed two and got an E in one. Then I did two more A-levels and I'm, I worked really hard and I got a B. So I got All an right. E and a B. Right? What was that in, the B? The B was in psychology, interestingly well done, enough. Well done. The E was in English literature. Um... But A-levels, I don't... I don't think A-levels encourage you necessarily to think. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of kind of remembering stuff and also remembering... Here's what I found with A-levels. A lot of it is remembering other people's opinions about right. stuff. Right, So don't... The A-levels don't mean nothing. Well, it... For, for me, I've got I've got this thing that when the when the when my when my my dog died, which really really knocked the knocked the granny I bet out. It of did, me, yeah. I I uh, applied to a university to do a to do an access course. Yeah. And then when I when I went through the whole thing of doing it on Skype, I just became so intimidated by it. And then the lady said to me, and she was so kind, she's almost like the way you're being. She said to me, "We've actually got a course before the access course, which is like the real." baby group for yeah. people that have had no formal education and she said that starts next April she said if you if you get yourself ready for that one you can do that then the access course lasts a year to get you into the mindset to do uh, uh, the degree and so I thought do you know what I'm actually going to do it so I'm going to I'm working towards next April because for me it's about it's not about having like a B in psychology it's about yeah. having the, the mindset to I, I my personal theory is that depression part of depression is lacking in education. If you're with educated people and they put you on the right track, you can get better. So that's what um, I'm for. That, well, that might be the case for some people, but then you know, well-educated people can also get depression. So, oh, of course, of course. But from that's my from that's your my, point, from your perspective, I get that. Yeah. But you called. The thing is, you call up here regularly, and and that d- displays a degree of confidence, doesn't it? Well, I just I just uh, got up for punishment, and I just call yeah. you up, and hopefully you're going to verbally beat me up. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, deconstruct, (laughs) like I do with everyone, I'm going to dismantle people's arguments that I don't think are very good. Yeah. But, but, uh, and tonight, you know, tonight I was rude to you, because I I was trying to, I was testing something. Yes. And my theory was correct, that I was rude to you, and you laughed it off, and and about to that one, you should have told me to sod off. (laughs) Tell me to sod, go on, tell me to sod off. See, what it is, it goes back to the trenches. If we were in the trenches, I could be writing home to my mother saying, we've got a brilliant captain, he's really rude to me, and he keeps yeah. kicking me, but he loves me, I know he loves me. When I go over the top and he blows that whistle, and I get me a blown Mate, off. if you were in the trenches, you wouldn't be able to write, because, and I would, I would be writing the letters to your mother, but I would be writing rude letters to your mother and telling you... <laughs> tell, call, tell me to sod off. <laughs> what? Tell me to sod off. Well, no, I can't, because you're... you're... No. What you're going to do, right? I've been, I'm going to be, I've been rude to you. I'm not going to be rude again. I've been rude to you tonight. Yes. Tell me to sud off and slam the phone down, Mark. Uh, no, look here, you are. I've had enough of your own No, 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 no. Don't do it, don't do it. I want you to, to properly do it, right? Don't, don't, I don't want you to do a bit of play acting. We're not on Coronation Street now. No, Just no. go, I'll sod off and slam the phone down. Right. Ready? Yeah. I'll sod off, Ian. There we go. That's how we got there. There was something there, wasn't it? We got there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With times change. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Guys, you, you know you can... Oh, let me just tell you this. Hang on a second. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With our friends at Time to Change, one in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. Uh, you can listen to the show on DAB. You can download the Talk Radio app. That's how I listen a lot. Or you can go online at Talk Radio. Dot co dot uk. And um, we have a newish kind of thing here where we, um, you can call us on Skype. And I've just realised I've not opened up um, Skype. So I'm going to do that. And while we're doing that, we'll speak to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Hello, Mr. Lee. Hello, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jerry, you're gonna you're wobbling tonight. You're gonna have to sing to me. He needs to go on an access course. It's the best. He'll do really well. He wants to. He wants to learn. That's amazing. He don't want to learn. At school, he's not taught. He's taught to do nothing. I don't know. Sure, he got a bunch of learn. Can't play in your path. But an access course does not. But does not get you ready for that university. What's access course, no Well, no, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, right? But if an access course gives you confidence or fills your time or teaches you something that you didn't know, then it's worth doing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It just gives you confidence, but it's just, uh, it's a picture you invest in the best, best preparation. It's just so independent. Because spirit has everything. Up to the university, spring fed everything. And the university are on your own, on backside. And you've got to do something yourself, research, everything. I'm struggling to, I'm struggling to follow you tonight, Jerry. And also, to make things even more complicated, I can't remember the login for the Skype. That's annoying, isn't it? The Skype, don't believe the Skype. Don't believe the Skype! Don't believe the Skype, don't believe the Skype. Yeah, boys. Please, tell us you go. Well, what the <laughs> bloody hell is he banging on about tonight? He's whittering away like a lunatic tonight. Right, Jerry, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off tonight. Bye, Try to get in a sneaky one. Um, good evening, Alan. Please. We're late night alternative. All one word. Skype is open, guys. You can call us. And from it, when was the last time you were on the red carpet, Ian? Um, the last time I went, uh, you mean for a movie premiere? Yeah. Was to see, um, the movie of David Brent, Life on the Road. Well, I went to a red carpet premiere tonight. Oh, in Birmingham? Yeah. No. For Peaky Blinders. <laughs> You totally bummed Peaky Blinders. No, it was the first episode of a new series. Oh, well, so not, well, so not, a, not a movie the then, Alan, not a movie, a TV show. But I'm not, it was a, like a world premiere. Yeah, of a, TV, of a TV show, yeah, mine was of a movie, yours was of a TV show, that's but fine. I'm, but I'm not giving spoilers away, but I will tell you when it was going to be on telly. That was, I think that might be a spoiler, mightn't it? No, they announced it. Oh. 15th November. Well, I've never seen an episode of Peaky Blinders, and here's the thing, I don't think I'm ever going to see an episode of Peaky Blinders. Well, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, oh, because I did my research, 
watching all three series over the weekend. I am very, very choosy as to what TV programmes I watch, and Peaky Blinders ain't never going to be one of them. It's about criminals in Birmingham, isn't it? Well... I worked there for three years. I'm, I, I worked for the bloody criminals in Birmingham. BBC WM. Yeah, and one of the presenters was there. Was it? Which one was it? Let me guess, let me guess. Was it Danny Kelly? No, it wasn't him. That right. Was it Adrian Goldberg? No, God, he's long gone. Is he gone? Yeah. Was it's it... Alex Lester at breakfast now. Oh, uh, Alex Lester at breakfast. Blimey! The guy, what, what was, how, hang on a minute, how many gaffes has Alex Lester made? Didn't he do one about breastfeeding? He did oh, a gaff. Let's, um, hang on a second. Let's, let's have a look at Alex Lester's gaffes, shall we? Alex Lester, um... The Dark Lord of Radio 2, as he was known. Oh, God. Alex Lester... Um, oh, I can't be bothered to find, but he did loads of inappropriate stuff, and, um, and yet he, he did a lot worse than I ever did, and he got a, he kept his job. I didn't. Right. Do you know what, BBC... Can Alan I just... Uh, Alan, shut up a second. I just want to give a message to the BBC. Up yours. Yeah. Um, well, it's great to see that station going from strength to strength. It was Richie Anderson who was there. Ah, the fella that took over from me! Yeah. Oh, well. And he's doing a karaoke, okay. 24 hours. I'm going to cut you off, Alan. Thanks. 0344 499 1000. I'm in a feisty mood. Let's send um, Shabazz Suleiman to BBC WM, shall we? Let's give him a show there. Um, get, let's give him breakfast. Breakfast with Shabazz. 0344 499 1000. You can Skype late night alternative. You can watch us. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. And always happy to do some housekeeping. When I've, Here's the thing, guys. When I've muffed up, I'll say it. Not Alex Lester. Alex Lester, of course, is brilliant. I, flip in, I know exactly who Alex Lester is. He's a radio legend. May God bless him and may his, uh, his days be sunny and bright. And uh, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. Alex Dyke was the guy that um, said that breastfeeding was unnatural. Mr Lester, you have nothing Thing, sir, but my sincerest apologies for besmirching your name. And um, uh, if ever I see you, I shall um, uh, I shall tip a, a coin into your pocket. That's what we'll do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can Skype late night alternative. Um, I had something that was bubbling away there. Oh, so I bought this um, thing called a uh, Jonathan. I'll come to you in a minute. A thing called a Retro Pi. So it's a Raspberry Pi computer that's packed full of old video games. Uh, my preparation for the show was playing Micro Machines on the Nintendo. That's what we were doing. An hour of Micro Machines, and then a little bit of um, uh, Buster Move uh, bu- Puzzle Bobble on the PlayStation. What f- what fun! What thrills! What joy! I've forgotten how deliciously addictive micro-machines are. And, in fact, Catherine has just popped in to say, I've just caught news from talk playing uh, micro-machines. Wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. Good evening, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Hi. Uh, the, the first guy who was going on this access course. Yes. Uh, good luck to him. He, he really needs the self-confidence boost. Doesn't he just? So, and doesn't he just? And if it's an access course, if it's if it's a, a weekend course, if it's an e- whatever, if you can, if if something makes you feel better about yourself, then God damn it, why not go and do it? Yeah. So 
good good on him for uh, doing that, and I wish him well. Yep. And also good on Netflix for cancelling House of Cards. <laughs> Have they cancelled it? Yeah. Have they done that? Yeah. Um, it is. Um, it's it's a it's a Jeff old situation, and it? it's and it's here's here's the thing, jo- Jonathan, because you. You, 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 um, deal with right-wing news organisations perhaps more than I do, right? Um, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, I thought, I thought the line clicked. And I saw, I think it was Breitbart or someone was tweeting how all of the left-wing news was concentrating on Kevin Spacey coming out as a gay man and not concentrating on the um, a- a- accusation of acting improperly with a child. But I've... Ev- I, everything I've heard, and I've listened to, to LBC and the BBC, and I think that's it, actually, today. The, the LBC and a couple of different BBC stations. And none of them were concentrating on the gay... Uh, uh, on the coming out thing. Uh, the, uh, a, lot of pe- a lot of them were saying, well, it's weird that he's come out... Because then that confuses the issues around homosexuality, and some people think that all homosexuals are paedophiles anyway. So, that, but 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 none of them were were focusing on the, the the gay side to the detriment of the horrific claims that have been made about him. Well, uh, I can't really comment on no. the, the mainstream media to uh, watch TV. No, well, I, this was on the nor do I. This was on the radio, and I just I just wondered if that was a trick that. Um, that both the right and ex- the, the extreme right and the extreme left wing news organisations do, if they if they say something that is blatantly untrue, like this line today, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that perhaps the left might do this as well, but this line that the mainstream media was concentrating on the gay thing, not the child um, abuse allegations, or you know, the, the improperly acting with a child. Um, it, it, I just wonder if that was a trick that, that kind of slightly wishy-washy news organisations did to muddy the waters. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, I'm not sure, and, uh, to be honest with you. You're uh, a video journalist now. Yeah, uh, to, to be honest with you, I don't care what the agenda is. Oh. I just I just think that... Uh, uh, yes, Space, Spacey's behaviour is appalling. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, but he's not the only one who uh, is at fault. What, what uh, it shouldn't all be. It shouldn't all be uh, Kevin uh, about Kevin Spacey because he isn't the only one. That's what I'm afraid. Okay, of. right. So you're, you're saying you're saying you're saying that you know, for a second now, and I, I, I'm glad you. I thought you were pointing the blame at the young man that had been involved, but no, you're saying there are, uh, that, that there are perhaps. Um, it, within Hollywood, there are perhaps many people that have uh, behaved inappropriately with children. I'm sure there are. Here's the thing, you know Corey Haim? Um, yes. Who's the actor? And he wants, I think he wants like $10 million to make a documentary about, um, to expose the, the child abuse um, he, I think he says there's a child abuse ring in Hollywood, and he claims that he was um, raped uh, as a child, and that um, uh, the, the, the fella that died, was it Corey Feldman? I mean, Corey Feldman was raped as a child, um, and that led to both of their issues. Um, but I, part of me thinks, why does he need $10 million to do that? Why does he not just come out and say, well, you know, such and such and such and such, you know, and why does he come out and name people? Why does he need to need millions of dollars to make a movie about it? Well, uh, 
Well, uh, you're right to bring that up. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. He's either uh, trying to pull a fast one or yep. he's afraid. I've got it the other way around. Sorry, it's Corey Haim is the one that's dead and Corey Feldman is the one that wants wants the money to make the movie. Is it? Uh, yeah, you're right. You, 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 perhaps you're right. Perhaps he's worried he's going to be um, moidered. Well, I don't think any amount of money is going to protect you. Hang on. Whoa. Hang on a minute, dude. Say that again? I don't think any money is going to protect you. Are you threatening me now? No, I'm... I'm that saying... was a threat, direct threat to me, <laughs> Jonathan. The nation heard it. <laughs> you are threatening me. <laughs> I'm cutting him off. Did you hear that twice? There it was, the squeak. Mama. There we go. Did you hear it? Hang on. I'm trying to recreate it. Mama. There we go. Mama. Mm, for the first time this evening. How many calls have we had? We've had loads, haven't we? For the first time this evening, the switchboard is bare. We're looking at the screen. There's nobody there. Um, there was a fella who was, who was lined up to come on and he's bottled it. We've only had four calls. It feels like much, much more. Much more. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number, if you want to give us a call. You can Skype Late Night Alternative, if you so um, wish. Gavin, decided. the next caller, decided he wasn't interesting. Wowzers. I wish more of my callers had this um, built-in obsolescence. That would really um, make my life so much easier. I, um... Did I mention this last week, that I started watching The Martian? Did I mention this? I'm getting confused. I mentioned this on air. Here's where my life is, is, is going, guys. As, as, as my personal life collapses around my ears. Literally, it's, everything is collapsing around my ears, okay? And I'm in the most stressful, miserable place I've ever been. Um, I'm forgetting which stories, and I use that term very, very loosely... Me saying I've watched the first 29 minutes of The Martian, that's not a story, really. Um, but I'm forgetting which little Lazis, there's a great word for you guys, go and look Lazis up and you'll thank me later on. Which little um, scenes, it means scenes, so I've kind of, you don't need to look it up. Um, which little um, bits of magic I've shared with you. And sometimes I think when I've shared them with you, or maybe I've shared them with the, the rabbit hole. Oh, by the way, thanks to everyone who came to the rabbit hole in the rabbit hole, we should have called it. There we go. Oy, all these things we think of afterwards. It was great, and I hope you had a good time. Um, um, I was having terrible trouble with the levels, and I'm not sure of it, uh, how much we recorded is actually going to be useful because of my technical um, dilly-dallying. But, 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 thank you for coming. It was really nice to meet you all. Uh, we made an extra... Uh, we had 35 people there, and we made an extra um, uh, 40 quid, 41 pounds to be precise, cash in hand, uh, on pictures with, with sellotape, because some people wanted two pictures. It was brilliant. Uh, we're going to be in Wolverhampton. Uh, we are in Wolverhampton this... Saturday, the venue has changed. We were at the Outback in Wolverhampton. We are now going to be in Slater's. We are in Slater's, 41 Queen Square, 7 o'clock this Saturday night. We've sold 36 tickets, which is brilliant. That's a show. Um, we could great if we, wouldn't it be great if we could get it up to 40? Wouldn't it be bloody great? It'll be bloody great. So if you want to come and see me and Catherine, and this is the last one, 
think this is the last one we got booked in this year because we've, we've had this lovely run where we've we've had a few shows together. So we've got enough recorded material. We will have enough recorded material after this one on Saturday at Slater's in Wolverhampton for the rest of the year. Take us into the new year. So this is going to be the last one of the year, okay? And who knows? We we might we might all be dead by twenty eighteen. I don't want to be miserable, but we could all die. You could die. You know, you could die. And you, you think, oh, man, you'd be on your deathbed. Oh, man, I wish I'd gone to see them at Slater's in Wolverhampton. Oh, and then you die. Well, that's your fault. Um, and then next year we're going to be in Bath and Belfast and maybe Dublin and Luton and pro- probably do one in London in March. And we're back in Brighton. But so this one, this Saturday is the last one this year. So buy tickets. You can, uh, if you go to ianlee.com slash events... Um, you will see all the shows we've got tickets for so far. Um, you'll be able to buy tickets on the door. I'd be, it, it ain't going to sell out, guys. It's us. Uh, but it's the last one this year. This Saturday, 7 o'clock, Slater's in Wolverhampton. Me and Kathleen going to be doing a show. How's about that, then? 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with our friends at Time to Change. Hey, one in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year, and having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online, search Time to Change to find out more. Talk Radio. Uh, Manny's calling in, not spoken to Manny for ages. Uh, And after that, I want to... I've got a really vague concept I want us to try and kick around. It's a thing that I've been feeling for ages. And then I saw um, Limmy tweeting about it. I'll, I'll try and explain after this. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out Hello. trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. You've heard him on the radio. You've seen him on television. You've heard him on the podcast live in London. It's Shabazz Suleiman. What a player Shabazz is. What a player, Shabazz Suleiman, the fella, young lad. Shabazz Suleiman, this is your life. Just a young lad all the way from High Wycombe. You went over to uh, ISIS, joined ISIS, and uh, you spent all of your time riding your bicycle and playing on the PlayStation. And it is fair to say, Shabazz, that you were certainly not an oppressor. Shabazz, what would you like to see? Oh, Shabazz isn't playing. Oh, my Shabazz button didn't work. It was, here we go. Here's the Shabazz button. How is it going to work? Here he comes. Oh, no. Oh, no! The Shabazz audio was, in fact, um, inappropriate material, and he's corrupted by computer! I, I, I hope I didn't... There we go. I'll go. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I want to I wanna, I wanna get this... Um... Let's talk to Manny while I sort out Shabazz. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Manny. Hello. How are you? Hello. Not that again. Hello. I'm good. I'm good, Manny. How you doing, fella? I'm all right now, Ian. You had, you, right. you called us a while ago when we were doing a weird show. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were bloody me then. Yeah, well, and Hear, then hearing things. Yeah, and and um, but then you started started laying some <laughs> some pretty heavy stuff on us. Uh, Man, yeah. some, some pretty but heavy but stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So, what's what's going? I mean, what's going on? 
first my nephew died, 33, cancer. Then my wife's brother died t- a week before Christmas. And my dad went to India on the way back, just over Russia. Oh. He, he had heart failure. Yeah, you... They kept his body in bloody Russia. It took us three weeks to get him back. How, how come it took so long to get him back? It's, it's, it was all, we were to hire, um, Roland Hang on a minute, London. was it, he was on the way back from Russia? Yeah, they were, no, they were coming back from India. Oh, from India, via no, Russia? Yeah, that, via Russia, then right. they had to land a plane at a bloody army base or something. Because in there, because he, he was, he passed away there, they, they, they took his body off there. Oh, man. Then we, um, got him back. March, committed, took him back to India in April, and then we stopped, well, I stopped there another two months, coming back in June. Oh, it's a crappy year. What happens, what happens, what happens when someone passes away on an aeroplane? Do they they leave them in the seat? No, what happened was, he passed away. Yeah coming back from the toilet <laughs> and um, he just dropped it again in the seat my mum says well so yeah. the nearest um, air base was in Russia and uh, yeah. it was like an army air base yeah. so they landed the plane there but they'd already radioed and got the doctors and blah 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 but, when, but, so, but he was sat in the seat next to your mum dead no, no no he was no he was he came back from the yeah, toilet yeah yeah uh, yeah and he was just about to get into the seat and he just he had a failure there and then so what he was on the what i want to know is when your dad was he dead fell in the aisle he fell in the aisle and did they leave him in the aisle no they, they put him in the seat him up, no they picked him up and they moved him towards the kitchen or somewhere my mom said oh lied him down yeah you would and, um, you would i mean I don't, and i don't i don't want to say this about your dad because i don't want to be disrespectful right but <laughs> if i ever die on an aeroplane Mm-hmm. I pray that whoever I'm with, Kath, if it's with you, I want this to happen, right? <laughs> Get a picture of me in the cockpit with a pilot's hat on. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be something? But, like, oh, obviously good. dead. Wouldn't that be something? A lot of paperwork, um, Ian. A lot of paperwork. With yeah, I suppose to, to, to have a corpse Costa, as a pilot, yeah. Costa, bloody 15G, man. What? Yeah, get him from over there. Oh, I'd have left him. If it had been my old man, I'd have left him there, to be honest. Fifteen grand. He was good to us. Flipping heck, man. We used to get what we wanted. Yeah. You know, gave me deposit when I bought me out. I'm sorry for your loss, man. I'm, you know, I'm... I'm... Okay, now then I went on the piss. Well, I thought that might have been the case. (laughs) I thought that might... I did did listen to your show. Yeah. I just sort of, you know... You swerved it a bit. I couldn't really... You swerved life. I couldn't really ring the number, you know, because I don't know. Where the phone number. Anyway, when are you going to Wolverhampton this week? Wolverhampton this Saturday at... um, Where? Oh, I just said it. I don't remember. Is it Slater's? Is that a place? Um, we are <clears throat> we are at Slater's, forty-one Queen Square, this Saturday evening at seven p.m. Slater's. Slater's. Is it a ticket only? Uh, or is it? Could could you come to the door? You could come. We could come to the door and then buy a ticket. No, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Are you going to come? 99%. I tell you what, I'll, I'll put your name on the door, Manny. 
Very good. Your name I'm, is I'm on... Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to bring somebody with me. they got to buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't your, your name's on the door. they got to buy a bloody ticket. No problem, man. No problem. I'm going to see you and Kat. Well, not see you and Kat. I'll sort of... Listen, here, you can't see you. You can, fi- you can feel me if you're no, focusing on Manny's, no, Manny's no, blind. No, you can feel my okay. face if you want. Okie dokie, I'll take a photo. Yep, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So it's seven, seven o'clock, Queen Jesus Street. Jesus Christ, it's yeah, yeah, like worry. trying to organise something with my mum. You know, you know something, I was so excited when I heard you, that it, I think it was last week, when you said you live in Wampton. Yeah. Oh, God. Bloody yeah, yeah. hell, brilliant, better than sex. Sorry? Yeah. Anyway, I'll see you Saturday, mate, in the yeah. drinks and He's cutting him off. I don't wish I wish I said it didn't say so he could come now. Can we move the venue again? Flipping heck. He said he's gonna have sex with us. Jesus. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You can Skype late night alternative. So listen I've um there's been a, there's been a, I, this is really, what I'm going to try and explain to you is, I, I, is really difficult to put into words, but do you know what, we're going to have a go. A few different things have kind of popped up and have kind of connected, right? And, well, th- 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 there's two things I want to talk about Limmy. You know Limmy, the Scottish comedian, I think he's brilliant. He's in trouble for saying that Simon Cowell had died. <laughs> I mean, um, but that's not what I want to talk about. The thing I want to talk about, let me find his Twitter feed, because he was tweeting about how he had a feeling that he was kind of um, about to change, okay? And he had this feeling inside of him. And then one of the tweets, it said something really interesting. And let me find this. Um, hang on. Um, uh, is it right? So this is, this is like a chain of events. And here we go, right? This feeling about something new, it comes from some kind of sadness or need for something new or not wanting to look back or die. It's like an emotion that I can't put into words in the same way I can't remember a foggy memory. Um, and, it, and here's the thing. There's something different this time. Like the feeling I get when I walk past black iron fences, a memory I can't remember. Now, he expressed in that tweet, like, a feeling I get when I walk past black iron fences, a, f- a memory I can't remember. He expressed perfectly, some, right, sometimes I get that. And it's not black iron fences. It's not, I couldn't even specifically tell you what it is, but sometimes I feel that there's, that there's a memory sort of just, just bouncing away behind my eyes that I can't quite get hold of. You can talk to him. That I can't quite get hold of. Do you know what I mean? Some of you might know what I mean. Some of you won't have a clue. And some of you might be able to express this a whole lot better than I'm expressing it, right? But I can be in a position, I can, my body can be in a position... Okay, the first time I felt it, I was 15. I remember I was lying in bed, having a doze in the afternoon, right? And I was in this position, and I felt like I was cocooned. I felt like there was something around me. I don't want to say the womb, because I ca- I, I, it can't be that, can it? Maybe it can, I don't know. But it felt, it, being in this position, lying in bed, reminded me of something that was very deeply buried away in, inside of me. 
Um, Manny wanted to know what the dress code was. We'll tell him it's formal. Black tie, of course. Um, he's blind. He won't know. Um, it, it, being in, lying in this certain position, kind of like the fetal position, it instilled a physical memory in me. I could feel something that, that I, I just couldn't quite grasp what it was, OK? And throughout my life, this is a really tough one. Kath, come in, because you might be able to help me a little bit. Or you can tell me if I'm just, just kicking around nonsense, right? Um, let's let Catherine come into the studio. So I was, I was just saying that when I was 15, I remember lying in bed having a doze in the afternoon. And lying in this certain position, and I, 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 it, I, felt, I felt a memory, right? I, my body, I felt like I was sort of cocooned in something, right? And I could feel something. Right, but I don't, I don't know what it was. Right. And then throughout life, I've just sometimes just... Whoa, bloody hell. Turn Actually, those down. headphones. Yeah, I know. Turn them down, because then he, th- th- I got that in the ears. Sorry. Um, Sorry, everyone. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. You felt it a few times, this um, feeling I've lost it. I've lost it. Being right, let's go to break. Oh, sorry. No, 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 that's... Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. David's on the line. Good evening, David. Evening, Ian. Evening, David. I can, I can uh, sh- sh- shed some light on this uh, phenomenon. Please do. It, well, it's, it's paranormal. Oh, is it now? Of course it is. Continue, Avis, if we play. Right, so, so let me just get me straight. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you kind of feel a memory... Yes. ...that doesn't feel as though it belongs to you. Yes. Right, uh, and you, you can't quite place it. Yes. Hypercortexial integration. Excuse me? Hypercortexial integration. So, well, well, that doesn't sound supernatural. That sounds scientific. No, well, the, the super scientific supernatural, yes. Sorry. Well, the two are surely mutually exclusive. So, the Zen diagram? Yeah, they're not compatible. What, what it is... Yes? Is some... Uh, it's a spirit has has memories just like humans do. Yes. And sometimes that can get into huh? locked with your uh, hyperflex homology hmm? and it can go around the uh, synapses hmm. and uh, cause a memory that doesn't seem like yours. Right. Are you reading this or...? No, it's all up in my uh, cortex. Is it though? Or has it, yes. has, is a ghost um, implanting in you? No, it's usually, it's, like you say, it's usually uh, memories. So if people have felt this, it, it, it is hypercortexual integration. I've got deja vu all over again. Yeah, okay. that'll be it. Okay, that's, um, well, that explains that one then. Sorted. Thanks, David. Uh, really bad band names. Sorry? Chairman of the board. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was all. No, obviously you asked for that, did you? No, I don't know. We're really bad band names we can do. We're going nowhere with my musings. I'm going to stop my musings. We're going nowhere with it. Um, um, scouting for girls is always a terrible, a terrible band name. You do, you do wonder why people... Would, it objectifies uh, women. ...would come up with um, that. It objectif- objectifies um, shit music as well. So, <laughs> that really is... Um, 
Uh, is that... Are you going trick-or-treating tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah. I'll be a bit late in, because I said I'd take the girls oh, out. I, I'm, um, I'm, I believe my boys are going trick-or-treating, and that will be fun for them. I'm sure they'll have a great time. Um, I'm going to Highgate Cemetery tomorrow. I'm meeting John Waite there, the, the fellow from, um, BBC Radio 4, the guy with the voice. Oh, you're meeting him in the cemetery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, we were gonna, I was going to meet him for coffee. Um, because his lovely daughter Flossie is, uh, has been a fan of my nonsense for years. And, um, and he's, you know, he's, he's a reporter, reporter, he's a voice on Radio 4, and he also has a kind of connection with the monkeys, a very strange connection. Um, and we met once, years and years ago, a thing I was doing. I mean, eight years ago. And we keep saying, we should go out for a coffee. And then finally, I've, I've arranged to go out for a coffee with him, and, and Flossie's coming as well. Um, and we were going to meet sort of near where he lives, and then today he said, oh, by the way, you, you probably don't know this, I'm, um... A, a trustee of um, Highgate Cemetery. Not the bit with Karl Marx in that everyone can go into. The other bit. Oh. And I tell you who's buried in the other bit. Because we went there once on a tour. And my mother-in-law wanted to stop and look at this grave. And the the um, um, the, the tour guide wouldn't let her stop and look at the grave. Is it Was it Litvinenko? The fellow with... No, who was the fellow with the... The guy that got poisoned with polonium. Yeah, yeah. Was that him? Oh, he's, gosh, yes. he's, he's buried there. Is he? Yeah, yeah. And apparently... Is that allowed? Isn't he still active? No, 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 he's dead. No, I mean... Here's the thing, though. Um, uh, vampires. This is apparently there are uh, um, Highgate Hampstead vampires hang out there. And this is a real thing. And not like, you know, like Dracula and, and stuff like that. But, but idiots that go and drink, that drink blood and stuff, they hang out there. There's a cult of them. Imagine that. So that's where we're going tomorrow. Wasn't what, there a thing about high, the Highgate vampire, though? Yeah. Like a ghost story about about that place. Yep, yep. Mm. Blimey. You watch yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch myself there. Um, my musings aren't going anywhere. I'm going to stop my musings. Go on. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I feel no. like it's my fault. Well, you did come in kind of smiling at me as though I was talking rubbish. No, no, no. I was waiting. You did? No, I was trying to work it out. Okay, will it? Okay, well, it, not my confidence, if I'm completely honest. Well, it did. I'm just saying it did. What? What? Nothing. Well, it did, though. Well, that's created an awkward atmosphere. I'm just being honest. It's not my confidence. OK, well, it wasn't on purpose. OK, well, I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, but um, it, it knocked me a bit. That's all. So I'm dropping that. Is all I'm saying. I don't know where to go now. OK. What? Want me to go? No, I don't know where to go with it now because now there's a strange vibe. Well, because I, you know, I was interested. Well, I didn't get that. I, what I got from was, oh, you're, you're talking rubbish. That's no, what that smile well, said to me. Well, you read it wrong. Well, it, maybe you should be more aware of what your face is doing. I'm not having a go, Cass. For Christ's sake. Okay. Well, but now, the, now there's a strange vibe. I'm not having a go. I'm just saying that's what happened. Okay. Oh bloody hell! Now what am I supposed to do for the next hour and 40 minutes? It's fine. Well, obviously it isn't fine. It is, it's okay. Well, it isn't okay. It is, you can, it isn't okay, is it? It's okay. Right, I'll do, I'll, I'll do this on my own then. What? There's a, there's a strange, awkward vibe. I'll do it on my All own. All right, cool. Flipping heck. Jesus. Here's a thing, guys. Yeah, we can hear you when there's one door open, guys. Here's a thing. Octopuses are coming out of the sea to get us. An invasion 
by slimy tentacled monsters that walk out of the dark depths of the ocean has long been the stuff of nightmares. There was video footage uh, doing the rounds recently of um, starfish walking. Imagine that. Actual starfish. Have you ever seen a starfish walking? Google it, man. Go on YouTube. It is freaky. I didn't know that starfish could walk. I always thought that they were just um, battered around by the sea and they got moved from place to place. That's what I always thought they did. Why would a starfish need to walk? Where's it going? Um, so, like, well, hang on a minute, they started a sentence with the word so here. That doesn't seem an appropriate way for it to start a sentence. It's not only starting a sentence, they're starting a paragraph with it. Here we go. An invasion by slimy tentacle monsters that walk out of the dark depths of the ocean has long been the stuff of nightmares. New paragraph, new sentence. So, locals at a harbour town were suitably shocked when more than 20 octopuses... Is it octopuses or octopi? Did exactly that on their beach... Brian Stones of the Rolling Jones, 39, was among those who witnessed the 20-inch curled octopuses, or is it octopi, walking on the tips of their legs. Sweet Lord, imagine! He said, it was a bit like an end-of-days scenario. There were 20 or 25 Is this real? This doesn't feel real to me. I don't trust this Brian Stones guy. There's there's something about that guy I don't like. Perhaps it's because the sea has been quite rough recently, but I've never seen anything like it. They were walking on the tips of their legs. There's got to be a video of this. There has got to be a video of this YouTube, hang on a second. Um, octopus, octopuses walking on land. Um, okay, let's have a little look at this. Let's see. Oh my god! And here lives a truly extraordinary species of octopus. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's an octopus under the water moving around, much as one would expect an octopus to do. But Octopuses is it going to come out? Marine animals. Let's have a look. They live and breathe underwater. Yes, we know that. That's how octopuses work. Here it comes. At low tide, most octopuses will be imprisoned in their rocky pools. Hang on a second. This is Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, Jesus, that's horrific. They're doing some arty camera work, so we can't quite see what's going on. No, that's not walking on its tiptoes. Especially adapted to walk on land. No, that's not walking on its tiptoes. That's just kind of... You know, like a slug. 
That's just moving along like a slug. That's all that is. Brian Stones of the Rolling Jones continues, Perhaps it's because the sea has been quite rough recently, but I've never seen anything like it. They were walking on the tips of their legs. I don't think so for one second. Mr Stones, who runs dolphin watching tours, put them back in the ocean at New Quay in Wales. New Quay in Wales on Friday. So not New Quay, New Quay. But many returned the next morning, and he admitted he was at a loss as to how to explain it. Mr. Stones said, Maybe they're getting confused by the lights in New Key. Two separate words. It's not New Key, it's New Key. Two completely separate words, guys. But they could be getting knackered after the storm. But if, they're on, if you're at the bottom of the sea... Um, you don't notice the storm. Would you notice a storm at the at the very, very bottom of the sea? Would you? I don't think... Well, I don't... I, I, my knowledge of, um... My knowledge of underwater uh, weather conditions is very, very limited. But I'm prepared to bet that if you were at the very bottom of the sea, by the seabed, you wouldn't notice a storm that was going on. Um, I've never seen them out of the water like that. It's extremely rare. There have been other walking octopus sightings, and scientists are still studying the phenomenon. While they have no backbone, the cowards, they can crawl onto land and move using their arm suckers. So that's different from walking on the tips of their legs, which is what this fella said. So you imagine, you imagine it to be like that. If you're watching on Periscope, you can see exactly what I'm acting out. But, um, we're all afraid for any of that. Film merged of an octopus walking on land in California in 2011. Expert Julian Finn of Australia's Museums Victoria said of it, Many octopus species emerge to hunt in pools left by the tide. They often carry prey items. In 2005, the University of California found octopuses that use their arms for camouflage will move away from predators on two while using the other six to hide themselves. I don't trust octopuses. And also, I don't get that whole um, eating them thing. They taste awful. It's just like putting a bit of rubber into your mouth. It's absolutely disgusting. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You can Skype Late Night Alternative. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Some people are, are on Twitter are disputing... Um, that um, people are prepared to pay a pound to have a picture taken with my sellotape. Let me just clarify this, guys. I'm clarifying uh, uh, this for uh, legal reasons. I don't want you to have to deal with my uh, legal department, but it's certainly a possibility. Pictures with me, of course, are absolutely free. That goes without saying. I would never, ever charge for um, pictures with me. However, pictures of my uh, 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 of my giant sellotape 
are, um, um, hang on a second. I'm just telling Lane to F off. There we go. There you go, Lane. F off. Um, pictures with the seller tape, um, are, are a pound. And that to me seems to be absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. That, that to me makes perfect sense. It's a giant seller tape. It's come from um, uh, Marrakesh, from Morocco. It's exotic sellotape. And uh, I, I think it's only worth... worth um, it's probably worth more than a pound a picture, if I'm completely honest. Um, but I, I'm not greedy. I'm not money-grabbing. I'm just doing what I think is fair. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Or you can Skype... Late night alternative. Here's a nice story, guys. Here's a nice sco- nice story. A devoted 98-year-old mum. Imagine being 98. Flipping heck. God, I don't see me making 45 at this rate. 98, sweet lord. A devoted 98-year-old mum has moved into a care home so she can look after her son, who's aged 80. Imagine that! Imagine that! Tom Keating became a resident at the home last year. And now his mum, Ada, is living alongside her eldest child. Ay, 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 ay. And he's not too old to be told off. Tom said, she's very good at looking after me. Sometimes she'll say, behave yourself. Wowzers. Here's the thing, I don't want to get to 98. I really don't see, or or 80. When's a good age to um, call it a day? I'm going to say something that begins with a... Not quite sure which it's going to be. I mean, 70 seems to me to be... That seems to be enough, doesn't it? That's That would be enough, I think, of um, existing here. I think that's plenty of time. In which case, I'm well over halfway. Um, widowed Ada, a retired auxiliary nurse. She's retired? Jeez. Admitted you never stop being a mum. She added, I say goodnight to Tom in his room every night and I'll go and say good morning to him. When I go out to the hairdressers, he'll look for me to see when I'm coming back. When I get back, he'll come to me with his arms outstretched and give me a big hug. Imagine the arguments those two have, huh? Imagine. Tom, a retired painter and decorator, never married, and had always lived with his mum. Oh, ah, I see. He moved into the Moss View home in... Uh, hmm, uh, hmm. Hoyton. How would you say this? H-U-Y-T-O-N. Hoyton. Hoyton. Merseyside. When it was decided he needed more care... He said, they're very good here, 
And I'm happy to see my mum more now she lives here. The mother and son from Liverpool love spending time together playing a board game or watching Emmerdale. <clears throat> Care home boss Philip Daniel said it's very touching to see the close relationship they, they share. They are inseparable. Um, <clears throat> people on Twitter, let me explain very quickly, right? Um, the, the sellotape is mine. You do not get to keep the sellotape. The sellotape so far is unused, and I fully intend to keep it unused, okay? So, no, you don't get a bit of the sellotape for a quid. You get the thrill of having your picture taken with it, okay? And you can do with, you can do what you want with that picture. And then Karen says, does the money go to charity? What, what, I, I don't understand the question. Why would it, why would it go to charity? I don't understand what the point of that is. Why why would it go to charity? No, it goes in my pocket. It goes into my pocket. And um, I'm going to be honest, guys. Um, It's, you know, it's cash in hand. I don't need to declare that stuff. Cash in hand. Someone tried to pay me with a euro yesterday and someone tried to pay me with an old pound coin. I ain't having none of it. I ain't. Having none of that. Um, here's the thing. So uh, we, we stayed in um, Barton-upon-Humber before travelling to um, Kingston-upon-Hull, OK? And um, you have to go across the Humber Bridge. And you have to pay to go across the Humber Bridge. Is there any other way of getting into Hull without having to pay the £1.50? I found that... Um, Quite confusing. So you got to pay £1.50 to get into Hull. Then here's the thing as well. Coming back the other way, you've got to pay £1.50 again. And I just... Most... Do you have to do that on most toll roads? Where you pay... Or toll bridges. Where you pay to go one way and then pay to go the other way. I always thought it was... You paid to go one way. And then it was free to come back... The other way, I kind of thought that's how that worked. But, um, you know, you got to pay £1. For, so I spent, in total, £1.50, uh, £3. So I spent £6 on the bloody Humber Bridge. It's a great b- bridge. It's a, a marvel of modern architecture. But um, six quid felt, felt a little bit excessive. I liked Hull. It was, it was uh, windy. It was uh, grey. And I think... I think it was raining and we saw a drunk mentalist shouting abuse at a uh, baby. Uh, well, a father and a baby. Um, and it was quite a tense scene. It could have kicked off at any moment. Um, but apart from that, uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a nice place. And we stayed in a, uh, a bed and breakfast. Um, and I, you've got to be careful with bed and breakfasts. Because you just, you, I, I, I've, I've not done it too often. I think I've only ever stayed, well, I was going to, I stayed in one bed and breakfast with my mate Scoynes and we shared a room when we were going to go potholing. Um, and then I remember years ago when I was doing the 11 o'clock show, we were checked into a B&B and we got there, but it was, it was just like someone's house, like on a, um, on an estate, you, you, uh, and uh, you know, we all walked in and it was 
it was like going to your mate's house. It was the weirdest thing, and we, we, we went in with all of our equipment, and we all sort of looked at each other and went, yeah... We're, I'm not going to say it. So immediately we said, okay, well, thanks. Listen, um, this is great. We, we're just going to take all of our equipment and suitcases out because we have to go off and do some filming now, but we'll be back later on. And we left and we phoned up the office and said, can you tell them we're never going back because that place was awful. But the, uh, the B&B we stayed in, the rooms were absolutely delightful, absolutely magnificent. Um, there was a very uh, overly friendly... Um, man running the B&B, uh, who kind of wouldn't stop talking. We, we got there, and it's a, you know, it's a four-hour drive for me, three hours uh, for Kath. And um, we got there, and I'm just thinking, I just want to just show us the room, so I just want to go and have a lie down for an hour and then have a shower and then go out. And um, And he wouldn't. He wouldn't stop talking, and he showed us all around the uh, property, and um, then sat us down. We, we're in reception, and he's talking, and I'm thinking, please get this over. And he said, oh, no, sit down for a minute. I was like, Jesus. And um, he was telling us uh, where we should go and eat and where we shouldn't go and eat, and it took like it took about an hour to finally for him to show us to our rooms, and then he was showing us everything in the room, and I'm thinking, I know how rooms work. I've been in rooms. I know. I know where I will be able to find the bathroom, and I will be able to um, to find the bed. I know how this works, guys. Trust me. I've used a bedroom and I've used a bathroom before. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can do. I tell you what, it's flipping hot in this studio, man. It is boiling. Uh, the air conditioning doesn't work, and they ain't never going to fix it because one day we're going to move to the Sun Building. But it just looks like it's never going to happen, and we're going to be stuck here in the boiling heat forever. Um, there was a delicious thing that happened. Um, let me, where is it? Where is? It? Oh, I've got it. I've got it here, haven't I? There was a delicious thing that happened online. This was great. So if you know, you know Darth Limmy, right? Limmy, and he's been on the show, and we love, we love Limmy, and he's very funny, and he's, he's um, has a very dark sense of humour. And um, some might, you know, say it was uh, his humour is uh, well. He's, he's got he's got a dark sense of humour, and I find most of it funny. Um, he's in he's online. I might even be in the papers tomorrow. Vile troll says Simon Cowell died after he fell downstairs at home, tricking hundreds of fans. A vile troll tricked hundreds of fans into believing Simon Cowell had died after the music mogul fell down the stairs at his home. Now, I don't watch The X Factor because I think it exploits mentally ill people and I think it's a terrible programme. But um, apparently Simon Cowell wasn't on it. And there are all kinds of rumours that um, it was a botched uh, plastic surgery, facelift, it was whatever. But the story that they've come out with, and who am I to doubt this story? Because it must be true, um, is that he fell down the stairs at home. Is that right? Does that sound about right to you? That's what they came out with, I think. 
Um, that does sound a bit... I mean, I've fallen down the stairs, but normally when I fall down the stairs, it's because it's I'm wearing slippers. So I'll, I'll slip... My foot will slip off the stair, and then I'll come down about four or five stairs on my ass. Now, it hurts because it really jars your back, doesn't it? It, it not, kind of knocks your, your, your back out of whack. But I've been able to get up and go to work, particularly if, if my work is sitting down um, judging people. I could do that. So I've never fallen face down. So I'm suspicious. Twitter user Limmy used breaking news images from respected news sites, BBC News and Sky, to claim the 58-year-old had died after the early morning fall. But he's... He's always doing that. He's always... Um, tweet. You just get one of those, those, like, the Sky News kind of picture, and then you just put hashtag breaking news, and you can say anything. The music mogul was forced to miss the first X Factor live shows this weekend after he fainted and fell down the stairs at his home. And the X Factor Supremo has now revealed that his fainting spell was actually caused by low blood pressure. Right. And he's promising to change his lifestyle to ensure that he's around to support three-year-old Eric for a long time. Listen, I don't want to say that Simon Cowell's lying, okay, because I can't for legal reasons. But boy, oh boy, that sounds like rubbish, doesn't it? It sounds like um, absolute rubbish. He'd be low blood pressure and he fainted and he fell down the stairs. Hey, listen, I, I hope he's all right. I really hope that everything is all right and he is fine. But um, it does not feel a little bit, a little bit weird. This weekend, Simon told The Sun, sometimes... We get a reminder that we're not invincible, and this was certainly mine. It was a huge shock. I think I fainted because I had low blood pressure, and so I have got to really take good care of myself to sort that out. After all, I am a dad and have more responsibility than ever. <clears throat> huh? It gets weirder. Simon also revealed how he came about his accident. Well, that's a strange sentence. Simon also revealed how he came about his accident, saying that he'd been feeling a little under the weather and had gone to get some hot milk. He'd gone to get some hot milk when he started feeling dizzy as he was walking back up the stairs to the bed. Ah, OK, so he fell backwards. Wowzers. He said the next thing he remembers is paramedics putting a neck brace on him and having a terrible headache. Simon admitted that he was worried about the damage that he'd caused himself in the fall, but says he's on the mend now and feels very lucky that he didn't hurt himself more seriously, saying it could have been a lot worse. Simon also praised the hospital staff who cared for him. 
He was absent from the ITV show last night, but Britain's Got Talent judge Alicia Dixon stepped in tonight to fill in for him. She joined Nicole Scherzinger, Louis Walsh and Sharon Osbourne on the panel as the Overs and the groups perform live for the first time. Uh, is, it, is that all there is about Limmy? Then it just goes in to be another plug for the awful X Factor. I mean, dear God, really? People still buying into that nonsense? And I'm aware I'm slightly playing into their hands by um, reading out uh, a story that is promoting it, and I'm kind of falling into the um, into the machine. But, um, wowzers. Hi, Chihuahua. Hi, Chihuahua, guys. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Here's a story. It's the really blue planet. See if you can guess where this is going. A todger-shaped... <clears throat> a todger-shaped... 10-inch long sponge that is home to... Oh, dear God. Can you tell this is in the sun of all places? So it's a, it's a, it's a, a sponge that looks like a dick, right? But they've made it even hornier. A todger-shaped 10-inch long sponge that is home to sex-mad shrimps is the standout star of Blue Planet 2. <laughs> what is a sex mad shrimp? I mean, uh, really? The hit nature show returned to BBC One, uh, Blue Planet Two, BBC One last night, sixteen years after the first series, and it's really worth the wait. Venus's flower basket. The love nest for shrimps. The love nest. I mean, wow, this is really, uh, Lucy Jones, you've excelled yourself here with your, um, your writing style. Um, the Venus's flower basket, the love nest for shrimps, features in next Sunday's episode, The Deep, narrated by Sir David Attenborough, 91. 91 years old. I've been in the same room as him, and um, uh, I didn't speak to him because he came across as a really miserable old git. That uh, was the vibe. There was a very, very, very strong vibe of, yeah, don't talk to me. And in fact, I think he was having a go at someone. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure he... Uh, he was having a go at someone, a runner or someone, because the, his tea wasn't up to the usual standard that he wanted. That was the vibe I got. An insider said, and when they say insider, that means made up. A made up person said, it's going to be one of the naughtiest animals Sir David has spoken about in 65 years on TV. Just looking at it is bound to have viewers in giggles. The rare creature. I mean, it's, it's, it's a sponge. I mean, it's long and thin. I mean, it does look like it's got a bell end, but... It, I mean, I wouldn't... 
Can you say? Can you see that periscope? I mean, it doesn't ignore the naked lady next to it. it doesn't really. Uh... I've seen more thing. I've seen more penis-shaped things than that. Oh, here we go. My sister's doing the gags. Do sex mad shrimps like pornography? Well done, Joe. Very, very good. Very good indeed. Got chocolate all down there. Um, the rare creature. And now th- that means a sponge, because the sponge we're supposed to believe is a living thing. But if you've ever washed a car with a sponge, you know it's not living. So I'm not buying, I'm not buying the living thing stuff. The rare creature is found 1,000 metres down off the Pacific's Galapagos Islands. Where life began. It is seen as a symbol of eternal love in Japan. Viewers will see a flapjack octopus, huge Humboldt squid, and terrifying fang-toothed fish. Can I be... I, I don't buy these um, David Attenborough programmes. I don't, I don't like them. And I'll tell you why I don't like them, right? Because most of the stuff they film is fake, and they film it in a studio. If it's like tiny, tiny creatures, they film it in a studio. Because it's easier to film it in a studio. So they'll set up, like, on a table. They'll have, like, some leaves and a branch, and they'll say, oh, it's a tree. And they'll, and they'll do that. But also, all of the sound effects are dubbed on. They're not the actual sound effects that were, re- that were recorded at the time. Because they've got to shoot all this stuff. If they're doing it outside from, like, you know, a, a, a good old distance... Um, away. So they can't mic it up. So the sound is all dubbed on. So the sound you hear is someone, and it's not, they've not got like a CD of like, what is it, Sex Mad Shrimps. There'll be someone, there'll be a Foley artist, because that's what they're called, will be um, making the sound using um, like their cheeks or something. I don't know what, I don't know what noise would best exemplify Sex Mad Shrimps. But there will be there will be a foley artist that will be making this, um, and here's uh, there's, here's a little bit of um, David Attenborough ass kissing. Sorry, Sir David Attenborough ass kissing. Here we go. Um, after sixty five years on our screens, Sir David Attenborough is proving he's still telly royalty. Writes Lucy Jones, who's sucking up to Sir David from a bird eating fish to a. Uh, Oh, a tear-jerking baby walrus searching for somewhere to live. The nature show had it all. Bring on episode two. Oh, Lucy, good God, you make me want to puke. You absolutely make me want to puke. Um, There we go. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you're more than welcome to, guys. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. Here's the thing as well. Don't forget, you can download uh, the podcast of the show. We have a daily best of, and when we have guests, we put that out as well. You can get it on, um, uh, what do they call it, iTunes, or you can get it pretty much anywhere else that you would normally get podcasts. Yes, even your usual Android app. Imagine that! Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit 
weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock, hate going to work. On Talk Radio. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, guys. That's the theme tune to Dancing Days. That's what we are talking about. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Evolution is um, uh, the topic of discussion this evening. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. Bill. It's been strange. What's that? Hello, Bill. Oh, hi, hello, Ian and Catherine. Hello. Uh, yeah, I, I want to recommend if you can get hold of uh, David Attenborough's Life on Earth, where he takes you back from year zero all the way through one way or another and, and show your kid that. It'll give him a much better idea of you know, where and how we come from. How does he know? How evolution. How did he know? Well, he, he's gone to the expert. I know he's almost old he... enough. Sorry? Yes? What did you say? Sorry? Nothing, Bill. That's right. But anyway, he takes you back to year, year zero, and uh, I, I recommend that. Well, he doesn't take you back to he doesn't take you back to year zero, does he? He does. Well, well, not the literal no. year zero. I'm talking about they use computers. They use computers yeah. to make graphics that fit their hypothesis, and that's all it is. It's a theory. No, no, no. He, he does things like with uh, certain bacteria that no. you, in columns in Australia, and it's only found in Australia. And they're saying that was the early, very early right. life, etc., etc. Right. Uh, Hang on a minute. How, how does a bacteria in Australia? How does that tell us our fish turned into a monkey? Because it's four billion years ago. Uh, no, 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 the whole Sorry. life of the Earth is that. No, it's, it's I don't know, it's two is billion years. You're, you're like rambling. It's long distance. Yeah, I am a bit. You've, you've got no idea what you're talking about. You're spoon-fed this stuff, and you no, lap it up. But still, well, get the DVD and have a look at well, it. No, I'm not going there. to, I'm talking to you. All right, you're talking to me, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. And the other person I'd recommend is Richard Dawkins. Oh, God. But, but why do you, but c- come on, Bill, you explain to me our fish crawls out of the sea... And turns into a monkey. Well, this is how evolution works, over. No, 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 don't, you can't answer the question with, that's how he... into a monkey, Hello, slowly Bill. evolves into... Hello, Bill. Yeah. You can't answer the question with, well, that's how evolution works. The question is, how does a fish crawl out of the sea and turn into a monkey? Over to you. Over millions of years. But it's very small changes in the genes, i.e. it learns to walk or whatever as such. It learns to... Flippers. It learns yeah, like to walk mother. using its flippers? Yeah, that's how... It, oh, it, come it, 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 on, mate. On land. Come on, mate. Do you realise how ridiculous that sounds? And listen, no, I no, bought it for a long it. time. Bill, I bought it for a long time. Until I had the pleasure, the privilege, the joy of explaining it to a five-year-old. And as I was talking to him and he was asking me questions, I thought... Yeah, this is rubbish. They ask good questions, don't they? Yeah. yeah, they do. They ask the best questions. And uh, yeah. unlike you, Bill, I do my best to answer them instead of just going, I'm not one of those parents that goes, oh, that's just the way it works. Yeah, I, I see where, where you come from in that respect, yeah. but you you won't, you know, come across these things in your own life. Not in Britain. You have to go to Australia or... Go and why would we go to Australia? For, for, and by the way, just because just they've got a bacteria over there that we don't have here, that doesn't prove evolution. It doesn't... Well, the bacteria eventually ca- came up with us one way or another. Talk, Sorry? You're rambling, man. You sound, like, you, sound like, you sound like Rocky at the end of Rocky 1. You're punch drunk. You're all over... You're <laughs> reeling all over the place. 
I, I will admit that I haven't a stroke, but no, I, 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 still, I would still stand by um, uh, uh, Attenborough's um, Life on Earth. If you can show him that, he'll, he'll laugh gonna, a lot. I'm not going to buy a DVD that, that, forces, that, that, that force feeds people propaganda. Well, it's, it's a view. You might say, well, you know, keep your mind open and listen to other things. But um, it's possible, you know, it was it uh, way back when, uh, was it, uh, Van Dunningen uh, was God an astronaut, et cetera, et cetera. We might have been mucking about like that as well. But how did they, uh, you know, evolve? Well, but, they, but, 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 but you, Eric um, uh, um, Von Dunningen you're talking about, uh, uh, which is a, yeah. he's a great author. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm going to order Chariot Arsenal. of the Gods again. But, but, but yeah. that... That doesn't require evolution. That just requires interplanetary travel a million years ago. I can buy that. I can buy that a million years ago, our planet, maybe it's just because I've seen Superman, but I can buy it that a million years ago, our planet, Mars, let's say, was dying, but we were superior technologically, and we managed to send um, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people down on this Earth. Right, but then the technology was lost over the million years. Yeah, but what do we do in between time? I mean, we, we, I mean, two thousand years ago, what were we doing two thousand years ago? Mud huts and uh, you know, we were living, in, we're living in mud huts two thousand years ago. Yes, we did. No, we have we have um, proper building technology two thousand years. Some people are still living in mud huts now. Yes, well, uh, the, the, that shows that. Say that's how. Uh, that's why they dig out sort of tribes in South America or deepest Africa to show how man used to live. You know. Well, no, it's how uh, man. No, 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 no. Go back to Bill, like ten thousand years. Bill, this yeah. is the arrogance of you. We, that's why they dig out tribes in Africa to show how man used to live. No, that shows that's how fine. man still lives. Yeah, I can get by and survive today and tomorrow. It doesn't need a mobile phone. I know. Well, why don't monkeys evolve now? Well, I think you find that they are slowly, very slowly... Into what? Humans? We wipe them out of the right, and not for the various flus in this that we give them, and shooting them and all the rest of it, unfortunately. What about, um, why don't humans evolve anymore? Well, uh, they say we are. Like I say, um, what was it? Um, uh, brains are getting bigger still. Um, but that's a slow but steady thing. I suppose, um, <laughs> someone might be born, <laughs> they might be able to graft on a mobile phone at someone's head or whatever, so it's in about ten years' time and things like that. I mean, it seems that evolution's taken a slant now, uh, as far as I can see, and that is, um, you know, technology. Yeah, I've yeah, got I mean, no idea, I'll be honest, Bill, I've sat talking to you for ten minutes, right? Okay. I've got no idea what you're banging on about. I'm going on about technology, how, we, uh, how humankind are using it. It's not evolution. Over the last 10,000 years. It's not, yeah, and we're still, we're still light years away from the technology that brought us to this planet. Yeah, pro- I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know about that. Actually. So now he agrees with me. Now you think yeah. we come from Mars. Thank you, Bill. I knew we'd get there in the end. Let's go to the American guy. Hey there. Hey, man, how's it going? You're actually... You're spending money on me today. Your producer well, these, called me back. These so. things, these things happen. I, 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 um, I don't know. I feel like I owe you something now, or you know. Well, you, I, you, uh, you, all you owe us is a, all you owe us is a good call. Dinner. Sorry, go ahead. All you owe us is a good oh, well, call. No, I, I don't think I can do that. Um, no, I'm listening to you, and you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like Facebook. Facebook is a bunch of people who are all angry at each other, and nobody's going to convince anybody, but they're just going to yell and scream at each other for some period of time, which is fine, but 
I'm trained as a biologist. Here we go. And I can mount an argument, but this is not an argument that you're ever going to buy. I can tell that. So why would I? The only thing I thought of by listening to this prattle is is no. my favorite joke about the stork. But that's it. That's the only thing I want to add to this. And then well, I have don't tell it because don't, I don't want to hear your prattle because the stork over here isn't isn't a concept that we buy. We're not as dumb as you guys. But um, uh, what? But you yet you phoned up. Yes, I had an idea, but it, it, it's not on your topic, so I don't know. Now that you're paying for it, do we get to introduce something that isn't on your evolutionary discussion? Well, here's the joy of this show. You can talk about anything. Okay. So so here's my thing. Like, I listen to your show, and the only thing that I hear you pitching is this mental health thing, which, by the way, sounds good on some days, and I think I really do need a friend, so I'm going to go contact those Thank folks. But here in the U.S., yes. people like Larry King all have some stupid product that they're pitching. Yeah. And one of the things I do in my other life is I own an ad agency. So why, in God's name, doesn't Ian have a product that can be his product that he actually makes money on that he harangues people to buy on the air? But we could maybe make it something that everybody else in the U.K. isn't selling. Um, well, we have my excellent range of T-shirts that are available at balconyshirts.co.uk. That's what you're going to make money on? Come on, Ian. Hey, listen, here's the thing, dude. In, in this make co- more money than that. In this country, we're not all breadheads. I'm, I'm making plenty of money doing this. I'm making more than enough money doing this radio show. I'm the product. Uh, you know, I just thought it would be fun for you to hawk your own product. I'm the product. I did bring out a, a range of <laughs> I did bring out a range of cock rings a few years ago, and they really didn't go down very now well. Now we're talking. It really didn't. Now it, we're talking. It didn't take off as well as I was hoping it would. Unfortunately, you're still not going to let me tell my stork joke, huh? No. No, no, no. Because we never bought the stock <laughs> thing doesn't mean anything over here. We we get it. It's where babies come from is a stock, but we, we, we... Also, we don't really like jokes on this no, program. No, God, no. Wow. Yeah. I, you guys are so Hello. negative and argumentative tonight. No, and we still can't no, we're not. figure we're out a about... product for you to sell before, besides T-shirts? Here's come the, on. Here's, here's, here's the thing, you see. You, you, you have been swamped by the uh, more, 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 the me, me, me culture of the United States of America, which we used to own, by the way, and, and we may take back any time we want it. But uh, you over know what? here... I think you should. Yeah. I really think you should. Oh, we, we, we're, we're going to wait until you burn it to the ground, and then we're going to come it, come and get it and rescue it. But That's soon. Over, That's over here, soon. We're, we're a little bit more spiritually aware than you guys. Are you really going to do that? You can. You can. But I really I really don't think that, from what I listen to on your show, that there's huge examples of spiritual giants calling into your show. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe if Donald Trump is who we have as our example, Very then few a monkey of my callers from, are rude from to your evolutionary scale is superior. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I okay. So I, I do get it. I do get it. Consumerism, and the and and I am just so. We I just thought it would be fun. Are a yeah. very spiritual show with spiritual listeners, uh, and those ooh. that haven't quite got the spiritual message yet, <laughs> uh, just by listening to this show, are absorbing bits of it. And I, I, I just think, uh, as an American that perhaps yes. you struggle to reach the depths of spirituality that I have achieved. 
Wow. I, I almost I almost can smell something listening. I mean, is it Catherine, your producer? Is she buying any of this? Is she just, is she, you know who she looks like? She looks like the general guy as he's burying his head listening to Donald Trump say what he's saying. Is she buying any of that? Why don't, why don't, I don't you ask her? I don't look anything like the general guy who's burying his head. I absolutely stand by my colleague's comments. I think he's bang on. Wow. Wow. Now you're really scaring me. Now you're starting to now you're starting to sound like all the yes people under Donald Trump. You think that everybody uh, Why are you talking that, about Donald yeah, Trump? The show is, Why are you so obsessed with Donald Trump? Right. Right, but you're you're sort of fawning over Ian. Yes, I know he won his award, but he's saying <laughs> can, that Can I just uh, can I just say? Can I just say? Let me just say cuz I kept quiet last time. And then there was something a minute ago. And then there was something else. I, I cannot allow these slight um, um, derogatory digs at Catherine to become a, a running gag. I can't allow it. I've let a couple go by. I was asking her the question, though. I'm, no. not, I'm actually not putting her down. I'm just asking you are. her if she's letting well, then, me get then, away. Then, then, then you're highlighting my point about spirituality, because in the previous phone call... Uh, you did it, uh, and in this phone call, you've done it at least twice. Um, you have been derogatory to um, not only my co-presenter, not only my producer, but also one of my best friends. And um, just saying that maybe you should... I would like you to be aware that, that I find that inappropriate. If I have been derogatory, I will be the example for the U.S. person. I am terribly sorry, and not only am I sorry... But I will make an amends, meaning I will change the behavior regarding any references to Catherine, and I will be willing to sign an agreement. Okay. Just don't, just don't assume stuff about me and don't speak for me. That's all I'm asking. I, I'm right. Well, I was trying to ask you directly if you actually... I you're told you. What you're I told you. About this. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't agree with it. Okay. I think that... People are either spiritual or not. I don't think it's limited to the U.K. or the U.S. I think we have plenty of oaths who obviously have elected Donald Trump into office. But, and I don't think that selling a product on a radio show is necessarily consumerism or necessarily indicative of being non-spiritual. <clears throat> but those are, those are my only points at this point in the, in the radio show. So... Uh, I actually love your show. I don't consider it spiritual, but I think it's it's fantastic because it's different than it doesn't sound like anything else I listen to in the UK. And I listen to a lot of UK talk, and it's it's rubbish compared to this. Thanks very much for your call. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio, the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with time to change. Good evening, Paul. Hey, Ian, all right? Good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Um, a bit of a confession first. Sorry, are you, um, are you are you are you on speaker or something? No, no, and I've got my radio down. I can hear that. It just seems you sound very muffled, but we'll see if we can we can work with it. Go on. Okay, see what we can do. Um, I've got a, a bit of a confession. I've been listening to Arrival Station for the last six months and I've got bloody with What the hell? You. You've been listening to LBC? <laughs> Why would you do that, man? Those guys are uh, miserable. 
because I don't like that to, and it just winds me up. But uh, I've not come on to talk. You don't like what? I can't. I can't hear what you're saying, man. This is a terrible line. I said. Um, uh, <laughs> Who's that oh, in the oh, background? Sorry, sorry, it's my dog. <laughs> Your dog was <laughs> laughing. No, she was barking. Oh. So, um, yeah, so Brexit, yeah, I've got bored with that now. Good. So well, well, everyone yeah. does. Here's the, the two things I know about life. As you get older, everybody admits they like the monkeys, and everybody gets bored of LBC. Those are the just two simple facts. Oh, that's a point. A friend of mine uh, plays in band sometimes with uh, Mickey DeLenz. Sorry? That's just... Uh, you know Mickey DeLenz? Yes. A friend of mine plays in the band with him. What, wait, what? Club in Liverpool. Oh, I was there. I, I was there. I filmed it on my little camera. I was there. I saw Did it. You? Uh, yeah, he's, he's a keyboard player. Yeah, I saw that. It was a good gig, that. Played with him yeah, twice, but that's yeah, fine, cool. yes. Good gig, it was a good gig. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But I came on to ask you two questions, two questions. Yes. One is, Eric Van Daniken is the man. He is the man. I've just ordered Chariot of the Gods again. I, I read it when I was 15, I'm gonna read it when I'm 44. Do you watch uh, Ancient Aliens or not? Do I? You know Ancient Aliens on History Channel? Do no, I always thought, oh, it's History Channel, so it must be true. No, I don't, I don't yeah, watch yeah. that, I don't watch that rubbish. Okay, well, uh, Don Pennington's on there quite a lot. Oh, in that yeah, case, I love it. Well, there you go. And the other question is, are you getting Xbox Scorpio? Xbox Scorpio? Yes. What's that? That's the new Xbox that's coming out on 7th of November. Well, hang on, what does it do that my Xbox One doesn't do? Okay, it, it's... In 4K, and I just went like two and a half thousand pounds from the TV. Oh, I don't, I'm not into all that. I don't buy into that 4K stuff. I, I no, don't. No, 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 no. It's not just like the frame rate as well. The graphics are super uh, smooth and better, much better. Oh, uh, I, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm happy enough with my Xbox One. I just don't think that the increase is going to necessarily be the, um, mm. worth it. It will, it will. I, I, I can't really afford two and a half grand for TV, but I've gone for it. Well, you, well, I mean, if, if as long as you're happy. Yeah, I hope so. Oh. I'll let you know. Welcome to the light side. Good evening, Kyle. Evening, boss. You all right? Good, thank you very much. Listen to uh, the heated debate tonight, yes. and uh, I'm, I'm torn between two philosophers, if I use that word. Yes. Uh, right, so on one hand... Uh, you've got Stonehenge. How did Stonehenge, that Stonehenge, where the banshees dwell, where the heavens dwell, and they do live well. Stonehenge. You're right, you're having an episode. I'm singing Stonehenge mm -hmm. by Spinal Tap. <laughs> you, you sound like Mick Jagger, then. Stonehenge, where the banshees... What are the lyrics? Hang on a minute. What are the, I wonder if I've got it on my... on the old uh, computing turn. Have I got Spinal Tap? Hang on. Because I want to find out what the lyrics are to Stone Stonehenge. Here we go. Uh, oh, this is a this is a great song. Hang on. Um, listen to this. Listen to this. Do you know this song, Kath? This is it. It's all, all bass, guitar, and drums. All playing bass. Do you know this song, Kyle? Uh, I only saw it recently. Yes, I do now. Yeah. Here we go. So it's, it's three bass. Here we go. No bass here. Here it goes. Here comes the first bass. There's a second bass. There's a third bass. Weren't they wearing cloaks? No, not for this. This isn't Stonehenge. There we go, hang on. 
Flash tuxedo. I'm gonna sink her with my pink torpedo. <laughs> big bottom, big bottom. Talk about bum cakes. My girl's got 'em. Right. <laughs> Now the thing is, right. Oh, so that's 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 a joke song, right? Oh God. <laughs> that's a joke song. Right, by a joke band, right? Then you listen to this song by Kiss, right? <laughs> so that was a joke, a spoof song. This is a real song. I really love you, baby. I love what you've got. Let's get together, we can. No, wait for it. No call tomorrow's baby. Time is today. Girl, I can make you feel okay. Just okay. <laughs> no place to hide, baby. No place to run. You pull the trigger off now. Love God. Oh, give over, you dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Love Gun by Kiss from the album Love Gun. Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. People don't wear enough hats these days. I want to bring back hats, and I don't mean baseball caps. Although I have got a soft spot for the baseball cap. I like a baseball. I like a battered old baseball cap, not a big red one that says "Make America Great Again." Um, you know, not those kind of the cheap ones you buy at, um, at rock concerts and football stadiums. Just a battered old. Oh, let me plug my computer in. That's what's buzzing. Don't I, I, lick that. Why do you lick it? We we shock every time. Um, a battered old baseball hat cap. That's what I like. I like it. I think it's fine. But I'm talking trilbies. I'm talking bowlers. I'm talking fezzes. I'm talking panamas. Mm. I'm, where do the okay? Hmm. Where does the Panama hat get its name from? Don't say Panama for Christ's sake, woman. Why is it called the Panama hat? Pourquoi? Yati. Because, uh, well, because because they wear them in Panama. Okie dokie. This the is thing. And the proper Panama nice. hat you can roll up. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with our good friends. Time to change. And um, I, can I just say, we are now halfway through our collaboration with those guys. And it's I'm loving every yeah. second of it. Thursday, we're going to have another hour. If you're watching on... Um, um, you've heard we've got an excellent guest. I'm not going to tell you now. We've got an excellent guest coming on Thursday to talk about mental health yeah, I had a chat and all with that him. kind of stuff. I had a chat with him on the phone and he seems like a really seemed nice like fella. a good bloke, didn't yeah. he? Um, imagine if imagine if someone came on, right? Not necessarily for that, but someone came on and he thought, oh, they're a bit of a mm. 
Uh, you have, have you ever, you must have had guests when you're in your capacity as a presenter and a producer where you go, oh, Jesus. Yes. Uh, leave the attitude at the door, guys. Yeah. Door. When I first started as a presenter yeah. at BBC Local Radio, I was given mm. a gardening show that no one wanted. Oh. It had been going for years and they'd had the same old guys coming in every week. Yep. And they thought they ran the place. Yep. And one of them came in, used to try and boss me about. Wowzers. He only came in the once when I was on duty because I didn't have him back again. But at one point, he told me to wind it up. What? The heck? Yeah, did the whole um, finger circle. The w- worst one I had was on Absolute Radio. It was an American comedian, and we were we were charmed by the fact he was an American comedian. And it was the, 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 the one time I dropped my guard and booked someone that I didn't know who it was. And um, he sat there, he was, he was, he was not, I can't remember his name, but he was billed as the voiceover guy, and basically he could do an impression of the guy that did come into a movie near you soon. He did an impression of that guy, and that was his act. Um, but he spent the whole time just on his mobile phone, even when he was talking to me, he was looking down at his mobile phone and like, not text, not tweeting, because tweeting, but texting and doing his emails oh. and all that, and he was doing that. And I just sat there, I thought, you absolute... How rude. You backside. Yeah. You, uh, you backside. So, hats. Um, hey, you know that All hat, of the hats. That hat we saw, um, I really fancied this hat in um, Brighton, and we hey, just walked past the I hat fancy shop. your hat. Oh, no, I really no. did. I, I really fell in love with it, yeah. to the point where I haven't told you this. Yes. I emailed them the day after yeah. to say, how much is that hat? I really like it. Oh, where? Which hat was it? It was gorgeous. It was like a sort of big, it was black, war- like felt. Yeah. Oh. And it had a nice big broad brim. Yes. But it had a little bit of a. It was a jaunty hat. Jaunty, yes. Um, proper like old fashioned seventies Yoko floppy hat. Yes. Um, hundred quid. What? Hundred quid? What the heck? It's only going to get rained on. I know there's sat on. I know there's very few charcuteries left in this country. I don't think there are any charcuteries left in this um, country. Hat makers, and um. I, uh, uh, but that shouldn't put the price up that much, should it? It was a beautiful hat, and I'm not seeing anything like it, but uh, £100 is just a bit too rich for me. Hey, baby! Ooh. Did you notice, when we were in Brighton, they were playing, well, what is that song? Hey, hey baby! Hey, baby! DJ, uh, what's his DJ name? DJ Otzi. It felt like they were playing that for the whole two and a half hours we were on stage. It was certainly on when we were setting up. Yes. It was certainly on when we started. Yes. And it was definitely on during the interval. And it was on when we finished. Well, you know why? We were opposite the uh, beer fest. Oh. DJ Otzi, of course. Oh, is that where that was from? I thought yeah, Paul. It wasn't in the... Um... Anyway, guys, listen. We are, we've got live shows coming up. We're back in uh, Brighton, uh, March the 10th. 2018. Tickets on sale now. It's sold out fast. We're in Belfast uh, the 28th of January. Those tickets aren't on sale yet, guys, so I'm afraid you're just going to have to cool your heels there, uh, Belfastians. We're looking for a gig on the 27th in Dublin, if you can. We're going to do Ireland in a weekend. Um, This Sunday, we're doing a two o'clock show in Hull. We've sold 25 tickets. Can we make it 30? It's a venue that holds 150. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Listen, all the more I mean, legroom is good, right? Oh, tell me about it. And then we're in Wolverhampton on the 4th. If you want to know, go to ianlee.com and all the, t- the, the the gigs that we've got, you can buy tickets for, are up there and you can have a little look. ianlee.com. Um, well, uh, yeah, I went, here's the thing, right? I used to live in London and here's, did I say this now, my, the biggest mistake I ever made was moving out of London. Biggest mistake I ever made. Worst, worst thing I ever did was moving out of London. So I went back to my old manor today to see my mate Mackenzie Your Cook. old what, sorry? My old manor. Okay. To see my mate Mackenzie Cook. 
And, um, it, uh, he, we, he, we live sort of in Muswell, I used to live in Muswell Hill, he lives near there, and he said, let's meet in Crouch End, because, um, a friend's documentary is being shown in Crouch End, right? The Crouch End's a tiny place. Conk Studios are there. It's where the, the Kink Studios are. Um, and I went, what do you mean your friend's film is being showed in Crouch End? There's not a cinema there. It's tiny. He said, oh, no, 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 there's a cinema there now, right? So really a cinema? I thought it may be, because there's a couple of comedy pubs there, the King's Head and so I thought maybe it was, they, they put up a projector in the King's Head or something. So I got there. And, um, by the way, you can call in 0344-499-1000. I see the phones are going mental in a minute, but we will... It's a hat special. Hats off to hats. Um, but, um, so I got there, and it wasn't a kick... There was actually a cinema in, in Crouch End. As you look at the quick fit, yeah. it's to the right. Mm. And I was like, blimey, I've, I've only been gone six years. I'm blimey. So I went in the cinema, and I had a cup of coffee, and I was waiting for Mackenzie to come along. And he came along, I was there early, he came along a bit later, and he came in and he said, um, I think this is the wrong place. I said, mate, well, this is the cinema in Crouch End, this is, this is it. He said, yeah, can we, can we just go out and walk? So we went out, right, bearing in mind this is to the right of QuickFit in Crouch End, right? We went out, we walked past QuickFit, and do you know what's to the left of QuickFit in Crouch End? I'm going to tell you, it's another cinema. There are two... There are, when I li- lived there, there were no cinemas. Today, there are two cinemas in Crouch Inn, which is a tiny little hamlet in North London where all the yummy mummies go. I couldn't believe it. It was it was a glut of cinemas. What the hell was going... Alan, what the hell was going on with the cinemas? And Q. Hi, Yes, Alan, when we say your name, that's when... Sorry, uh, sorry, I decided to go and bring my Monday. Oh, jeez. I'm going to see Peaky Blinders, oh. which bring me to hats. You are right, The Peaky Blinder cap is one of the best caps ever. It's a flat cap, isn't it? Like a Baker Boy cap. Yeah, because it was a start from the 1920s. He's not listening to us. You were talking about hats, Ian. He's not listening to us. Cat. I'm watching on Periscope. Can you see him humping the desk? No, I'm outside. I'm having a, May- I'm having a Mayfair. Uh, he's a jazz mag. Mayfairs are the most disgusting fags. No, I thought Winter Blue were the worst ones. Uh, calm down, Ian. Calm down. Think of your blood pressure. Uh, What sort of noise out. I made when I was giving birth? Are you all right? Yeah, squeeze it out. Oh, Get the gas in there. Get the gas in there, Cat. It's too late for that. Need the C-section. So it's cesarean. Oh yes, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, were you? That yeah. everything. Six weeks early. Oh poor Alan. Oh, they say. They say that um, that your head is a different shape, isn't it? Because the this is true, because as you pass through the canal, um, it, 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 it squeezes your your head together, and that starts the process of, of making people look normal. So it could be argued, Alan, that people who are born via C-section, cesarean section, have got big fat moon faces. Now, Alan, can you describe, please, the shape of your head and skull? 
Well, my head is round at the top. Yes. Pointy at the bottom. Oh, there we go. That's a big fat moon face. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change. Yes, Andre. Hi, Ian. Yes, what do you want? Yeah, okay. Uh, who's that? Thanks very much for calling. I just, I mean, I, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't be tonight. is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Mm. Fast food giant Burger King seems to take a pop at rival McDonald's in a scary killer clown advert. The Daily Star, it would appear, is um, obsessed with these killer crowns, uh, killer crowns, killer clowns. They had one the other day, a story about killer clowns. And it, 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 we, we all know, don't we, that these killer clowns only exist in the newspaper. They're not real. No one has ever, um, uh, I'll tell you what, Ray, that, that, oh, Jesus, look, Ray's getting a cob on for, for, for no reason whatsoever. Um, dearie me, Ray, do I want calls? Yes, but I want good calls, Ray. Do I want good, tw- do I want good tweets? Yes, good tweets only, Ray. Thanks for telling me how to do my show once again, Ray. Good evening, Gary. All right. I'd like to talk about personal space. I had a mate last night. Okay, Boring. here we go, now we're in. Drinking. Yes. Invading your personal space and sh- I don't like it. Don't it grab me Okay, Gary, you? Gary, you've just said, you've dropped the S-bomb, that's, that's a yellow card, but we're all right. All right, sort of swearing. But, uh, it was doing that last night, I, I don't understand why, uh, people get upset about personal, invading personal space. Hang on, so who, who, was your space being invaded, or were you invading someone else's? No, I got invaded. Okay, well, what happened? Well, we were sat drinking. But I heard James Wilton about you touching his forehead or something. Okay. So I get a bit upset about being in personal space as well. Just tell me your story for crying out loud, man. All right. Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to invade your personal space with my fist. I'll do that then. I will do that. All right. I I, I will do that, fella. Oh, my God. Right. Fetty Marnay. Now you're just slurring words together like a hopeless drunk. You're threatening my Yes. What's all about? Yes, yes, I'm threatening you. I challenge you to a fight. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to fight you. Why? Because you won't tell me your flipping story, you muppet. All right, I will. Then do it. Be it. And if it's no good, I, then I'd st- I'm still want, I will still want to fight you. All right, cheers. Well, next up next to me, uh... Grabbing me and rubbish like that. Yes. And I'm like, get off me. Have you got something in your mouth? Nice. No, I've got no teeth in a, at the moment. Right, why have you got no teeth? Where have your teeth gone? Ah, uh, gone. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't know where your teeth are? Well, but it's been somewhere in the dentist chair, maybe, I don't know. What the hell? What, what, you, why, why do you have your, your teeth fallen out? Did you used to brush them? I did, yes, but uh, I got uh, I got uh, a disease on my teeth, so I had to pull them out. Is it gingivitis? 
It's not gingivitis, no. What is it? What, t- what disease on your teeth have you got? Or... I don't know what it was. No, you didn't ask, didn't think to ask when he pulled out all of your teeth? Yes. It was something, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, something, there's a word for it, I don't know. There would be a word, there would definitely, here's the thing I know about dental hygiene. If there is a disease that makes all of your teeth need to be taken out, then I would definitely think there is a word for it, yes. You didn't, yeah, you, you didn't it, yeah. remember the disease I that pulled word, no. all of your teeth to be pulled out? Did you consider the dentist was invading your personal space when he had his, his pliers in your mouth and was ripping out your manky teeth? I did a bit. I wanted a snacky one, but... Uh, were you going to... You were going to punch yeah, a dentist? Well, I'm not going to punch a dentist, but I felt like it because it was very painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this... That, that, and now you understand why I want to fight you, because this is very painful to me. What is painful to you? This, th- this phone call is as painful to me as it was for you to have your teeth uh, pulled out. Why is that? Well, because it's painful to have your teeth pulled out. Well, yeah. Why is this phone call painful? Because it's going nowhere, and it sounds like you've got a sausage in your mouth. Well, probably, because I've got nothing. Well, now we know that. Here's the thing. How can you be so dumb, right, as to not remember... Yes, dumb. As to not remember... Just because I'm sick of the James Welly calling me dumb. Yeah, right. You you, you go and... I didn't... I didn't that. All I got was James Well, dumb, right? If you had a disease that meant... Sorry? Cutting you off. You, what do you mean you're cutting me off? Right. Please hang up. He's not done it very... He can't even do that properly. Please hang up. He can't even do that properly. <laughs> Flipping heck. Oh, man alive. He can't even hang up properly. What the hell is going on with this guy? For crying out loud. If you had a disease that meant all of your teeth had to be removed... You would know, you would know what the name of that disease was. Jeez, Gary. Why is, you would know, wouldn't you? If, if, okay. Yeah, we've got to take all your teeth out. Why is Auckland? Got, you've got a disease. Oh, right. is there a word for it? Yes, there is. You would think you would know what the word was. Wouldn't you? Uh, for rubbish ones. I think maybe we've, we've lowered our... Uh, Where's this thing I'm looking for? Oh, I'm talking... Uh, at page 37. I think I've, we've lowered our standards uh, a, a little bit. So, come on, guys. If you, got, if you want to call, make it a good one. Otherwise, we'll just crack on. Sans le téléphone. Here's a dumb thing. Up, up and away. Britain soars... Uh, Briton. Briton. Man... Briton soars to 8,000 feet on a camp chair tied to 100 balloons. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is great. It may look like a scene from a children's adventure film or a bizarre dream. Imagine if that was your... They consider that to be a bizarre dream? That's like a vanilla dream to me. A bizarre dream. Jeez, you don't even want to know. <clears throat> but dangling on a cheap camping chair. Oh, I'm going to show the periscopers. There's a picture of the dude. He's doing it. He's doing it. But dangling on a cheap camping chair and suspended by 100, 100 helium-filled balloons, this is a real-life adventurer.
Tom Morgan, 38, drifted nearly 16 miles through the skies over South Africa and reached 8,000 feet after spending two days filling the balloons with gas. He had previously attempted the stunt three times in Botswana before finally succeeding in good weather north of Johannesburg, using the last of his helium supply. But he's a South African? No, he's a Briton. I said that earlier. The father of two, from Brazil, described the flight as peaceful and terrifying in equal measure. Was he strapped? Would he be? Would he be strapped in? You'd have to be strapped in, wouldn't you? There don't have to be a strap because if it tipped forward, would they? I don't know. He said the problem was finding good weather, and it was difficult to protect the balloons as they kept bursting. It was completely silent. Now that's the thing I noticed when I went up in a hot air balloon. It was silent. It was ab- on, on, it, it's just the strangest thing, and it's the it's the smoothest um, uh, uh, uptake, not uptake, takeoff. It's the smoothest takeoff, and it is silent, absolutely silent. Um, it was completely silent, and the view was amazing. The whole thing was magical, but I don't think it would be a commercial success. The balloons had been field filled with heat. Like, why can't I read tonight? Like an old, like an old drunk. The balloons had been filled with helium in a warehouse and stored overnight before being tied together and weighed down with canisters of the gas. The two and a half hour flight took Mr. Morgan close to Johannesburg Airport. He added. I didn't know what height the balloons would burst or what the sun would do to them. At 8,000 feet, they started accelerating into the flight path. To get down, he had to keep my cool and start gradually cutting the balloons. Um, Then there's some sciencey bit. Ah, here we go. Mr. Morgan and his wife, Jenny, 37, run an adventure company called The Adventurists, which organises trips to races and summits. Uh, I see what he's done there. He's, he's sucked me into his little world of free advertising. That's what he's done there. <laughs>